Except I think there's a button here where I can make it loop. What happens if I push this? Wait, can I go to like a part? I can go to a part in the clip. Oh no! Stop! <laughs> Stop! What the f is going on down there? Hello, welcome to WTF at TFW, episode 469. <laughs> Boy, Woo! I wish you had a soundboard to celebrate that. Uh, I guess I'll just, have, yeah, I'll just have to settle for using my phone. Yeah, woo! Nice. Well, now that that's behind us, Seth, how you doing? I'm okay. <laughs> Do you remember that time that we were I'm making okay. all that noise? Because it's episode 469. I'm, I'm coming off another 14-hour work day from yesterday. Which is, which is better than the 16-hour work day a couple weeks ago. Boy, howdy. Yeah, anybody need a job? I mean, I know, I know a place that's hiring. <laughs> um... Well, I, Seth, we were going to start talking about something that happened in your state. State of mind. But I wanted to ask you, uh, did you manage to peek in on anything that was happening at TFCon while we were there? Uh, I saw a couple things. Oh, well, you mean the panels or just TFCon news in general? It's TFCon news in general or if anyone streamed anything. Like, I tried to stream stuff, but it seemed to be real spotty. Yeah, and when that was happening, I wasn't home. I was, ah, no I was outside. Um, and by outside, I mean I was probably in some other building. <laughs> That's still outside. That's outside of your home. No, I think we were at the girlfriend's uh, family's house or something. Ah. Um, no, so I didn't see that. I, I mean, I think uh, like I saw everyone like tweeting their hauls and stuff. Um, and I think there was some third party stuff I saw. Like yeah, I'm so was... hot off the Comic Con stuff. I'm I got fuzzy on the. On the TFCon stuff. The main TFCon third-party stuff that I was made me think of you is that two companies announced cartoon-style menasaurs, and I thought, like, oh, Seth's just getting showered in Stunticons to pick from now. Yeah. So many boxhead Motormasters. <laughs> Maybe I should just collect Motormasters. I think you should just collect Motormasters, because, like, there's a company called Transform Mission who are almost done making, like, an IDW-style um, menasaur. And everything I heard is that their Motormaster is kind of just a badass standalone toy. That sounds good. He's about like a box head. He's called Powertrain, which is a pretty funny name. <laughs> uh, they made it like he's he's out now. I've been thinking of getting him. They made it so like his sword can straight up like fold and extend to be bigger for when he's Menasaur. Nice. Pretty neat. But yeah, there's yeah, a bunch the of... More, the more I think about the Stunicons, the more I think I just like um, Motormaster. <laughs> yeah, because whatever we talk about him, it kind of just comes down to does Motormaster have a box head? Yeah, and how badass um, is he by himself? 
Yeah, and so like like DX9 and X Transbots are both going to be doing you know, like box head ass box head motormasters. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it goes back to when they were first introduced in the G1 cartoon. Um, uh, Motormaster was shown as being like almost an equal to Optimus Prime. And yeah. this was like there weren't Decepticon cars in the cartoon before. So it was like this crazy new concept that there were Decepticon cars. And one of them is a, like a cool black truck. And him and Prime are just nose to nose trying to push the other one back. And I was yeah. like, this dude must be awesome. Well, also, like, you know, Optimus Prime is the, is a truck cab. Motormaster's friggin' feet are, are truck cab. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> He has Optimus Prime for shoes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I kind of been feeling similar about Motormaster in the last couple of years, also because of video games. Because like in Devastation, he's straight up a boss uh, who has a whole. Th- he's, he's all like, "I'm the king of the road," and like you got to fight him before Menasaur. And then in in the new mobile game, Forged to Fight, I got a three star Motormaster, and he also kind of kicks ass in that game because he's got this thing where if you do like a heavy attack from a distance he just becomes unstoppable for a few seconds so he can just like headbutt his way through like special attacks and stuff uh motormaster's pretty darn cool yeah well i have a five star i'm a gundar in star wars galaxy of heroes so whatever did you say say i'm a gundar i'm a gundar you're a what i'm a gundar it's a star wars character of course. He's super famous. Is he a Jedi or is he like a stormtrooper? Yeah, he's a Jedi. Okay. Because those I, are the two, right? I think he's like in one of the prequel movies for like an instant or something. And then he dies. So like the joke was they named him I'm Gonna Die. Oh, gonna die. I get it. <laughs> yeah, but he's in this Galaxy Hero game. I saw if Aaron he, playing he, that. He, if, oh, yeah. He, so I, when he was coming out this way, that day he was stuck in the airport. I told him, like, hey, if you just need something to do, play the Star Wars game. And then he got hooked. Hey, he was he was checking in all his in all his dailies or whatever, so I whipped out my forge to fight and collected all my crystals. And I was like, hey Aaron, do you want to unlock one of my crystals? I'll let you, and I let him unlock a crystal. Didn't get anything good. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. I don't use I'm a gun die. He's he's whatever. It, I just thought of like one of the most obscure characters I could think of that's in the game. That's actually a character, not like Mob Enforcer, which is one of the worst characters in that whole game. Mob Enforcer is my favorite Star Wars character. Coruscant about? Underworld Police. I love oh, Coruscants with like butter and a bit of chocolate inside. Or, hmm. Ugnot. Uh, <laughs> Ugnot. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Seth. San Diego Comic-Con happened. Comic-Con, yeah, it did. Holy crap. Like, that was the only thing on Twitter for, like, three days. Yeah. Comic-Con. a lot of news. Like, did you see that horrifying new WWE Asuka figure? Yeah. Holy crap. (laughs) Rustling. Friggin', someone straight up called it, too. I didn't even think of it. Someone was like, you know, the way they did her mouth is, like, almost like a World War II cartoon. Uh. I was like, (laughs) I was like, God damn, you're right. And then, so I went, I was like, I thought this figure got announced a while ago, so I just did a, a Twitter search for, like, Elite Asuka, and I saw all the pictures of the one that's just coming out now, which looks fine, and I was like, what did she do to somebody at Mattel for them to, like, re- go, like, all right, we fi- we made a good Asuka, let's make a terrible one now. <laughs> yeah, it seems like with the WWE figures, 
that if they're sculpted, just straight up sculpted, they're fine. Um, it's the, the face scan ones that go bad. Cause like they, they'll pull some weird face or they'll be told to make a weird face and then it looks weird and then it's not painted. Like they just paint like the eyes and the teeth or something or a little bit of makeup if it's on a woman, like some eyeshadow, but then they just have like shiny plastic skin. Yeah, and, and that, this, this that Oscar, doesn't they, help. <laughs> and, and this Oscar, like, they painted her eyes so she's also like looking up, and it just looks terrible. Uh, <laughs> but I, actually, I, I wanted to talk about the Transformer stuff, but that that was just that was kind of yeah. the biggest thing on my mind from San Diego's toy things is that terrible Oscar. Yo, do, do you know that they had movie trailers at Comic Con? So I heard <laughs> there were some movie uh, trailers. I, I ended up apparently. watching the one for Thor. That one, I kind of like oh, that trailer. The, the last thing in that trailer made me so happy. I've been wanting the Hulk to talk in live action forever since mm. Lou Ferrigno days. I liked how he also had a little bit of a pause to like breathe out his nose during his sentence. Like that was mm. my kind of touch. Uh, yeah, there were movie trailers everywhere. There's there's like this stupid ass thing where it's like Marvel shows the Infinity War trailer but hasn't released it. So now there are phone bootlegs of a trailer. Yeah. floating around and i'm kind of like remember what trailers are for everyone like <laughs> oh i saw a great troll like right away um the dude had edited together a video and presented it as the the infinity war trailer and it starts like with the marvel logo thing mm-hmm. and then it's uh, uh it, it turns into a rick roll yeah but the way he shot it was like in his room with all the lights off and he's filming his computer monitor and he's like kind of moving the camera around as though he's trying to hide the camera as he's filming. It looks, it looks like a real sneaky camera video until Rick Astley pops up and then you realize what's going on. (laughs) I was like, well done. Well done, sir. (laughs) No, I mean, that's, that's actually creating something like that. Not even that's almost, that's art. That's art. What he did there. Yeah. Uh, I replied with memes. <laughs> I'm not even mad. I have gifts. <laughs> Check them out. Uh, but Seth, we got we got I the reveal know. of uh, the power of the primes, uh, quote unquote, gimmick and line. There was a collector breakfast. There was a panel. Um, there was also I threw the link in here. There was a poster they were giving out that you could fold into a cereal box. Um, and then we got the official images as well, uh, and then some of the case images. So, Power of the Primes uh, looks like the they're going to have Titan Masters again, but now there's only going to be 13 of them, and they're called Prime Masters, and instead of turning into a head, they turn into, like, an engine of sorts. Like, one of them that comes with Rodimus uh, is just straight up the center of the Matrix of Leadership. I don't even think that's a Titan Master. That's just like a... Or Prime Master. That's just like a block in the shape of one that has the same connector, but then there's, like, a Matrix of Leadership frame that you can take it out of. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the deluxes all seem to have Combiner Wars pegs in their bodies that no one from Hasbro is willing to talk about. And uh, the Voyager that we saw, Starscream, is uh, conspicuously bulky in his arms and legs. Uh, and again, there's no there's a gimmick about him that they were not willing to talk about. But then I believe someone from T Formers, because they're on glass shelves, just took an upskirt shot of Starscream and saw there were Combiner <laughs> Wars ports inside of his feet. So the Voyagers are probably going to be able to turn into torsos. Um, 
And then there's a there's one thing we didn't see, which is the whole prime armor gimmick, which is apparently how the prime masters can connect to the Voyagers and Deluxes. Um, one of the slideshow shots showed like some kind of thing on the front of Jazz's chest that a prime master was plugging into. So I'm I'm kind of theorizing that might be your hand foot gun for these guys. Uh, anyway, yeah, we got Jazz, we got uh, Dread. Okay, I, I forgot their names already. Dreadwing. No, Dreadwind. And then not Darkwing, but now he's called Blackwing because they can't use Darkwing. Disney. Thanks, Disney. Thanks, thanks, Walt. Uh, good reason. They they also just announced that Darkwing Duck's going to be in that new Ducktales cartoon. So yeah, like, thanks, that's fine. Walt. Yeah, Walt Disney always hated Transformers. You could just ask him. <laughs> uh, there's also a, a Beachcomber oh, in the in the, the Legend joke scale. I wish I could get away with right now. <laughs> uh, Legend scale is also doing a Beachcomber um, because Prime Masters are the same size as Titan Masters. They're keeping the gimmick where the Legends toys can be driven by little dudes. Uh, and then the, the Prime Masters that you can buy individually are going to come with quote-unquote decoy suits, which are basically just pretender shells. And so they showed the Liege Maximo, who comes with uh, a Skullgrin suit. Uh, and then the suits can also turn into melee weapons. And for a second, I thought this looked really cool. But then in the close-up shot, I realized it's just Skullgrin lying on his face with a claw folded off his back. Um, this is maybe less less exciting. It's a cool-looking Skullgrin, though. Um, so, Seth... Now I've laid all this out, aside from the leader class part, which I forgot about. How are you feeling about this stuff? Well, for me, the most shocking surprise, and the thing that answered a question that we discussed an awful lot, um, was would they slash could they ever do pretenders in some way, and how would they do mm -hmm. it? Well, apparently this is how they do it, and yes, they are going to do pretenders in some way. Um, not maybe necessarily what i would have wanted modern pretenders to be but still kind of cool still still kind of hype for it yeah um i do i kind of like the idea of them being like a power-up suit for for the titan masters like i don't mm. dislike the concept i just think maybe i would have wanted it a larger like a larger size Maybe with more articulation in the the pretender body, um, but you know that's you know it's it's not what's happening. So I can I guess I just have to accept it. I mean, it's still cool. I still like it. Um, and it's you know it's neat that they're actually doing something with pretenders. Yeah, and they they like and really G one style shells like yeah they should be. Yeah, like you like this is get out. this this isn't the thing of like let's take the shell and then work it into being a transformer body. This is like no, this is straight up. This is a big man with a giant skull head. Yeah, um, and you know if if the if the whole thing of this is going to be like all right, like uh, I'm I'm kind of on the same wavelength. Like this isn't really what I would have wanted for pretenders because they're all going to be tiny. But like leaving out the whole gimmick part, if this means I get a lineup of like G1 pretenders as like little pocket figures. Like I'm okay with that. Like it's, it's it's not what I want, but it is also kind of a cool collectible. Well, it kind of brings them into a scale that makes sense because they're a little bit bigger than a, a Titan Master, which is kind of roughly 
human person size, I would I would say. Yeah. Is they're driving cars. So they're to scale or maybe a little larger than a person to fit. Uh, but they can fit into a car. Mm-hmm. Um because that that was one of like those scale issues with G one that you just had to accept, like this looks like a giant man with a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> he is as tall as Optimus Prime, but he is a flesh man. <laughs> By the way, he better be in this lineup somewhere. Oh, yeah. Better be. <laughs> and he better not have a shirt on. He better be straight up pro wrestler gladiator guy with a mustache. Yeah. Big, awesome mustache. Yeah. Boy, if there were only pictures of other ones that are coming. Well, you know, boy, you got to be patient. Could you, you imagine pictures. if there were other pitchers? I, I can imagine for sure, but we got to be someday. patient. You know, there's there's like there's another convention coming up that you know maybe they'll reveal more there. Maybe someday. Um, um, someday over the rainbow. Yeah, but like what you were saying about that matrix, how it looks like just a block and doesn't transform. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you are right, um, but it still has that. Power Master head slash peg sticking out the bottom, like the exact yep. same kind of shape. But like in this one picture of of the the ball part not pushed all the way into the handles, um, I don't see any sign of moving parts. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure it's it's just a solid piece, kind of like Nitro Zeus's head from the movie line. Huh. Uh, where they just have the same connector on the bottom, so you can, if you want, you can give someone a Matrix head. Because why not? But, uh, yeah, the, um, I, I don't know if I mentioned, by the way, that, like, uh, Blackwing and Dreadwind, even though they seem to have combiner ports in their chests and also seem to be super heavy retools of two of the aerial bots, they also can combine together into a big jet, uh, as they're supposed to be able to, which I think is really cool. Like, a lot of people are kind of dumping on them for having some shared tooling with the aerial bots and i'm kind of like you can see it in the legs but otherwise they're so retooled and they still combine together and the head sculpts are so good like i don't have a problem with it myself yeah the colors really separate them too i think yeah like the colors they seem pretty darn spot on like that's that's the purple and turquoise i want um I, I'm I'm really liking those two. Like, and they're deluxe size. You know, they're just small, portable, playable. Yeah. Uh, Power Master dudes. Um, I think the new Starscream has potential. Yeah. Once they extended his legs, I felt better. Because at the breakfast, his thighs were inside of his shins, and I was like, "What the hell happened to him?" <laughs> <laughs> um. But they for the case pictures, they got him fixed up, and yeah, yeah. he's he's a little he's a little. Th- but especially if he also turns into a torso, like he seems fine. Um, I'm not super jazzed about him, but you know, if if he turns into a torso, that makes me twice as excited. Speaking of super jazz, super yeah, new jazz. Uh, I, I'm not super I'm not straightforward. Super, not super jazzed about jazz. No, I, I don't like his alt mode. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't like the shape of his car mode for jazz. No. It, it looks fine as a car, just to make it jazz makes it seem kind of off. It looks a little more wheel jacky. Yeah. But even then, it seems a little narrow and stretched out. 
I, I think the robot mode looks pretty good. Like, I, I like that he's a jazz who doesn't have door wings. D oh, man. You know what the car really looks like? What? Paint it black. Call it Crasher. Hot damn, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think someone did that Photoshop and had it going around Twitter, now that I'm thinking about it. There was a lot of stuff going on Twitter that weekend. Yeah. Twitter but, was uh, busy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this jazz, like, I, I like the robot mode enough, and I like that there is, if you know, if it's true, I like that there is going to be a combiner limb jazz to continue having all the season one guys as combiner limbs. Uh, but yeah, that car mode ain't doing it for me very much. Yeah, I got really excited at the idea of that being in Crasher colors. I don't know if the robot mode silhouette works so well for Crasher, but it's, if it's they different. did a Crasher-themed version whether or not they call it crasher but they just do the colors yeah and then come up with a new name like smasher they, they got they got a name because they did this once years ago with a uh, with the mirage toy and called her uh, fracture okay there you go so yeah i would like yeah crasher colors on this i think it'd be fine because like fracture certainly didn't look like crasher's silhouette but looked a lot like crasher thanks to the colors yeah do a crasher style head yeah. Oh, just with the crazy like the the domino mask and the the yeah. lipstick smile. Yeah. Here's what Hasbro needs to do moving forward: is start like third party styling GoBot characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even in third party, whenever they do a GoBot, it's like, well, we had this Transformer. <laughs> we made them look more like a GoBot. Uh. Yeah. Like this. I'm hoping that it once. Like, I get this jazz in hand and I can put him in some better poses. Maybe he'll do something for yeah, me. Yeah, he's awfully squatty in this pose. <laughs> they... Yeah. But, uh, and, and I think that car mode, like, I can get used to it. It's just, like, that ain't that ain't a jazz shape. The the big squared off fin in the back just doesn't say jazz to me. Yo, man, that ain't jazz. That's, like, R&B. That'd be a dumb name. It's like, it's like, it's jazz, like. Kenny G is jazz. <laughs> I I don't have an opinion on Kenny G, but I'm guessing that's a dick. <laughs> jazz. Uh, I like the uh, the paintwork like on nap jazz. Time jazz, not like fun party jazz that you dance to. It's like this is this is a quieter a jazz. jazz. This is this is a chill jazz. The quiet storm. I, uh, I think they did a really good job with the with the, like the stuff on the doors and the big stripe on the roof. Like they hit those marks real well. Yeah. As far as like putting a jazz skin on this completely not jazz car. Um, and then there's uh, there's the leader class toy, which I didn't mention when we did the little layout here. But the leader the leader toys, at least this one, seems like they're gonna have a new gimmick of combination with them where uh, it's Rodimus Prime. Uh, you can separate the car off of the Winnebago and just have a little hot rod who's like deluxe size who transforms by himself and then he can combine with the Winnebago trailer to become Rodimus Prime and he comes with like a leadership matrix thing. Uh, it looks pretty darn cool. Um, he has a pretty uh, big pair of L frames hanging off his back like it's hollowed out so it's not really a backpack and they're on hinges so I'm hoping there might be a way to like mess with them a bit. Or at least, like, remove them and replace them with a third-party add-on that folds up more. Because uh, leaving that bit out, I think this looks really cool. Like, I, I like the idea of a combining Rodimus. You know, it's, it's more interesting than uh, just having him, like, get slightly taller and acquire a trailer. I, um, I kind of hope there's some way to fiddle it around a little bit to hide those hands when he's in Rodimus mode. 
blah, which hands? His, the hot rod hands. I can't remember where they are. Oh, there. Just... Yeah. Yeah, Seth, I see it. I see the hands there behind the torso. Yes. So hopefully you could fiddle stuff around and hide those or they forgot to flip something somewhere. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. These all orange hands. Like, worst case, and I'm not saying this is a good fix, but because the hands are exposed the way that they are, and going by the slideshow, you can flip his chest up to put the Matrix in, someone could just make, like, a pair of blocks with 5mm pegs on them to just plug into his hands to hide them and make them look like his kidneys. Yeah. And you see the big Rodimus hands in the top of the Winnebago, too. Or the oh, I didn't front. Even notice. Oh, yeah, just yeah, over right the there. canopy. I didn't really I, I like was looking for engineering and how things work and I didn't really I didn't look at aesthetics all that much in these uh, pictures. Well you see we have different strengths. Yeah. You look at the engineering, I look at the hands. <laughs> and see where the hands are. Yeah, see at see where the highest forearms are. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, this this Rodimus I think looks pretty fun. Like I don't know if he looks like a great hot rod Rodimus, but he looks like a pretty darn fun toy. Uh, just for the stuff he does. Yeah, it looks curious. Like, I want to know more about how he works, sort of a thing. Yeah. His potential. And and I agree with the people who, the moment they saw this, they went like, why did you do Power Master Prime in the last line? Because now this is literally yeah. the Power Master Prime gimmick. <laughs> who knows? Maybe they will do an Optimus Prime like this. I mean, if well, there was surely some... there's going to be a new Optimus Prime. If there was some way we could look into the future, like, say, what all was in Wave 1, mm-hmm. uh, then I'm sure we could figure mm-hmm. that out. Uh, but, yeah, uh, on the whole, like, this is our, our first look at Power of the Primes. I'm kind of into this. Like, I'm not mind-blown since the gimmicks are not really that new. They're mostly, like, mixing together the last two years of gimmicks. Yeah, but they I- very much are, except for with the addition of the Pretender kind of yeah. thing. But it's not the focus. It's like an extra bit. Yeah. And uh, I I know that this is not like what everyone thinks, but I'm actually pretty into this because the gimmicks that they're focusing on are all like the parts I liked of the last couple years, like little partner robots and stuff combining is my jam. So I'm I'm all up for more combiners. I know a lot of people aren't, but I kind of am. And the leader class figures doing like a self combining gimmick is so brave style like i'm i'm way into that too so this is all still playing right to my my tastes apparently i bribed the, i bribed them enough they should do uh, a motor master that self combines yo that would be so cool if there was like the cab turned into like a little robot and you're like oh who's this little weed and he's like fool i'm the motor master and he like combines with his trailer mm-hmm. oh that'd be sweet <laughs> fool <laughs> don't you know who i am <laughs> let me like, go get my I, box <laughs> it would not bother me to have a motor master without the rest of the stunticons to combine with yeah but i could also see how that opinion would be that of an outlier oh yes oh yes but i think the idea of motor master being a cab that then turns into the feet for a giant robot like that just sounds cool to me so i'm into it like, it's not a perfect Motor Master, but, like, they literally just released a couple years ago a Motor Master and Stunicon yeah. set who all combined. So, you know. 
And there are now going to be, what, four third-party sets of Stunicons. So it's not like there aren't Motormasters <laughs> who are going to do all that. Um, I don't think there was anything else uh, major to talk about with the photos. There was some stuff from the panel that's worth mentioning from the Q&A. Um, admittedly, a lot of the Q&A was them saying, stay tuned. But uh, the two pieces of info that I think were the biggest for me was uh, someone said, is there any plans to do a new Nautica? And where often they might say, stay tuned. In this case, they said uh, no plans at this time. So that means there probably isn't one in development. Yeah. Um, and then uh, someone asked about the Trypticon hip issue that arose from some of the Australian fans who got that toy uh, a month or so ago where the hip ratchet kind of self-destructed. Um, apparently they they are looking into it, um, and it seems isolated. And then I heard on either Twitter or Discord, I forgot which, that apparently that only affected a certain run of Trypticons that are identifiable by the code number on their box. That are identifiable by the fact that they were all sent to Australia. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that seems like it's not a massive thing, especially with him showing up in the States now and everyone starting to get a hold of them. Um, oh, they also mentioned the Siege on Cybertron set that sold out on Big Bad super fast with one of the clones in it is apparently going to get uh, another round of orders done. Um, other than that, it was all like, hey, stay tuned. I saw that box uh, just two days ago at Toys R Us. Was it the Velocitron one or the Cybertron one? There's two of them. The, the one with um the six-shot remold. Yeah, that's, that's the Velocitron one, but that one oh. also is really hard to find. Yeah, it's the first time I saw it. Yeah, I've, I've still never seen one aside from when I like played with someone else's. Uh, I would like to pick up those box sets, but I've kind of given up hope on actually finding them for a price I want to pay. So I might just let them go unless I see them. If I see them on a shelf, I might do it. But I want to see him on a shelf. It it had been a very expensive week for me leading up to that, so I just I just couldn't. Yeah. Well, they they aren't cheap, you know. Like they're what a hundred bucks each. I didn't even oh, wow. bother to scan it. I knew it was, and I didn't see a tag. Yeah. Um. So, I I just want like I can't. And I, I seen I the. Can't. I just I seen... bought. A three hundred something dollar thing. I can't. <laughs> I've seen some people part parting the sets out, and I got tempted by that. But it's like I kind of want everything in those sets, so I'm I'm doing all or nothing. Yeah. Um, the only movie toy news that came out of this that I can think of that stuck with my head is that it seems like Cogman's toy was in question as to whether or not it was going to come out, and now it seems like it's been reconfirmed to be coming out. So that's good news. That looks like a cool figure. Um, other than that, was it uh, in these pictures? Why is that not? Oh, it was. It, it was in the cabinet, but it, it's oh, we've seen it before. I... Okay, I think I found a picture of it. Anyway. Yeah, it's like a headmaster Austin Martin. Yeah, Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Aston Martin. It's an Aston Martin kid. <laughs> I'm from Boston. You didn't know that. I'm totally a Southie. You're a Bostonian? Yeah. A, Bos a Bostonite? A Bostonite? Absolutely. You're allergic Ask to Bostonite? Ask me anything about Boston. Is, is green Bostonite as deadly as yellow Bostonite or blue Bostonite? Um, They affect in different ways. Ah. Like the green makes you weak. 
the blue makes you uh, uh, like like kind of groggy, not mm-hmm. not really sleepy, but a little little lethargic. Just kind of sloth. Yeah, like you just want to sit on the couch, but like not not enough to take a nap. And then uh, yellow uh, gives you um, a toenail fungus. Oh, I don't want that. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's gross. Well, I think I think that's all that we got for Transformers in San Diego Comic Con, uh, as far as toy news. Um, before we move on, was there any other San Diego Comic Con news you wanted to hit on? Just in general. Um, let me. I'm skimming real fast. A, a lot of all these links that you came here are just different shots. Of the same stuff that we just talked about from different angles or places. No, oh, yeah, those I think are all that, just Transformers. No, yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. What about to, outside, outside of Transformers? Anything that really excited you from the Comic Con news that you've seen? Well, that Thor trailer was fun. Um, mm. Did we talk about that? Here or off mic? Oh, we were on mic. We start. We <laughs> okay. I, I said let's talk about San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> then we talked about Oscar and Thor. Right. Uh, immediately. Um, yeah, there were... Oh, oh, Ready Player One. The Probably the most the, divisive thing to come out of Comic-Con. Seth, I, f- I don't want to care about it, and I feel like everyone wants everyone to care about it one way or another, <laughs> and I kind of don't, and I feel bad. <laughs> okay, here's my hot take. All right. I listened to the audiobook. Okay? Um... People who are just calling it the two things t-shirt, the movie, um, don't know what they're talking about. Um, it's not two things, the movie. Um, people who say it's not a good book, I, I wouldn't argue that. It's not a great book. It's not friggin' Moby Dick or some other famous, like, awesome book. It's it's a simple It's a simple book. It's a quick read. Mm. Um, but it hit like all my nostalgia buttons in a way that I found pleasant. And now it seems to hit buttons and people in ways that they find negative, but it's like a T each their own thing. Yeah. Like I I thought that the stuff in like this, whatever, was it called the stacks, the place that the, the main character lives, that stuff all looks super cool to me. Um, the, the whole like pop culture reference bit, it was like, it didn't really do much for me because it felt like it was doing the, do you remember type thing, which I I don't mind. I just don't connect with that very much anymore. Um, do do you know the plot, the basic general plot? Somewhat. Yeah. Yeah, So Uh, it's the near future. I'll just run it down for the sake of listeners that maybe don't know. Um, the near future, like the economy is not good. Like, people live in these towers of mobile homes stacked up on top of each other. Um, but there was this VR revolution, and it's called the Oasis. And everyone, like, basically works and goes to school and lives a huge chunk of their lives in the Oasis. Like, the main character goes to school in the Oasis. They don't go to a school. The school is in the headset. Mm-hmm. Um the inventor of the Oasis died several years earlier and locked his fortune behind this big, like, meta game. 
and there's a group of people who are obsessed with finding the the treasure and getting his fortune and you become it's like almost like Willy Wonka you get the chocolate factory yeah um so that guy grew up in the 1980s so that's why it's so heavy on 80s nostalgia everything from like dungeons and dragons to pac-man to back to the future yeah so the people who are hunting for the treasure have obsessed on the things that the guy that hid the treasure obsessed on to look for clues so like that's why yeah like the the story sounds fine and admittedly like i'm sure a lot of the because i think that while the movie may not be it, the trailer certainly at one point became two things, the trailer. Yeah. Where they were just like, look what we got, look what we got. And I was like, and, and it, the film might not feel that way. It's just like, much like the way I don't necessarily connect with, like, put two things together type t-shirts. I'm kind of like, I need more than just you telling me you know about a thing I know about to get excited about that. Yeah. Um, like, what, one thing in the book, though, that that even before they announced there was a movie... I thought, man, if they made a movie of this, this part is going to be amazing because it's like every giant Japanese robot you could think of mm-hmm. um, just going at it. <laughs> um, but I also remember thinking it would be probably impossible to get all these licenses. It probably is impossible to get all those licenses. And I would imagine an American film studio saying too much of this nobody's going to recognize no one's going to know what the spider-man mech from japanese spider-man is (laughs) yeah i like i i kind of agreed with the outlook that it's probably like if in the book it was a guy who grew up on 80s culture in the movie it might be a guy who grew up on 80s culture that also is owned by the film studio yeah uh, and I don't think that's like necessarily a death knell. It's kind of like that's probably realistic. Yeah. Well, in the trailer, when you see the Iron Giant, there's mm-hmm. two people uh, also in the shot that are clearly these two specific characters. Like the silhouettes really give it away. Oh. Okay. And they have a giant robot. It's not the Iron Giant. <laughs> it is Japanese giant robot. Yeah. I don't know if saying what it is is a spoiler or not, but just in case, I'm not going to say. But For sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I wonder if maybe they can make friends with, because if the giant robot bit is a big part, maybe they made friends with, like, Guillermo del Toro for a bit, and we're like, hey, can we have some Pacific Rim robots show up in this thing? Yeah, even if they just get a couple. I want to see at least a couple. <laughs> yeah, like, it seems like the three. 80s. <laughs> the 80s doesn't seem like it's the linchpin anymore if the Iron Giant is a trailer image for this. So yeah. that that's not a bad thing, I think, if they can open it up a bit more. Well, I could also see some of these Japanese companies maybe not wanting their properties like next to this other company's property. Absolutely. Or our robot is a hero, but the way it's written in the book, it's being controlled by the bad guys. We don't yeah. want our robot doing bad guy stuff. Um, so like I could see all those things being an issue. I just yeah, hope they don't replace most of it with generic robot. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just like, like I said before, I don't really have that many feelings of like I compared to the feelings people have for that trailer all over the internet. 
I just felt like I missed something or I felt like maybe some part of my brain is dead because I was like, I see people going like, oh, my God, the DeLorean in a race. And I'm like, it's yeah, it's a DeLorean. Like, I don't know. I don't know why that doesn't really do much for me. (laughs) Well, and then there's another scene where somebody is doing something in a video game that takes a a very long time in real life. And in the book, you could just, you know, kind of cruise through it explain what he's doing what it means and how long it takes and then skip to when he's done i don't i'm not sure how you depict that in a movie yeah it'll be it'll be interesting i mean like the movie's happening so it'll eventually be out and that for me also the thing with movies and me is like if a movie is going to come out eventually i kind of get tired of talking about it before it's it's actually out because i'm like it'll be out in the next (laughs) couple months like i'm going to I'll know before I have aged another year. So <laughs> I'm ten I'll I'll just end it by saying I'm tentatively looking forward to it. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting. I think it'll if depending on how many risks they take, it may also become an interesting study piece just in like trying to assemble various IPs uh for one project. And yeah. it might it might set some really positive precedents if things go really well. Well, I think when they first announced Steven Spielberg was directing, I could have sworn I remember Spielberg saying that he was taking out all the references to movies he was involved in. I, I saw that on Twitter somewhere, but I, I don't know how valid that was. But I saw some Steven Spielberg stuff <laughs> in that trailer. Yeah. Um, at least I mean, Spielberg related, like stuff he produced, if not direct. I'm sure at the end of the day, if he said, I want to take this stuff out, and they said, but Steven, what if we give you this bag of money? Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> or Steve, you got to help us out, man. So many of these licenses we can't get. Yeah. G- give us a deal on some <laughs> of this DreamWorks stuff. <laughs> like, like we'll, we promise we won't play it up too much. We won't play it up over everything else. You can still be humble filmmaker, man. Also have a bag of money. <laughs> and Will Wheaton flies across the screen riding Jaws. Yep. <laughs> And then he's holding a Perceptor toy because he's playing Perceptor in the next Machinima Transformers series. Oh, that's going to make people mad. So I actually, I want to talk about that briefly. They've been doing press talks now for Titans Return, the next Machinima cartoon. Um, There's there's a bit of good news, which is that the episodes are going to be 10 minutes long now, which means that that solves one of the big problems of the last one, where they tried to have serialized five-minute episodes, and that clearly was part of what made that whole thing fall apart. The thing that bums me out is that they are advertising having new celebrity uh, and quote unquote returning voice cast, which they're and they're billing all of these people above the actual working voice cast who are mostly the voices from the last show. Yeah. And and the thing that really bums me out um, is that Windblade and Megatron's voice actors, two of the main characters from that last show, are literally bottom billing on all of the cast lists I've seen. And I'm like, Megatron was a highlight of the show, and your bottom billing is voice actor. That seems kind of rude. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing that I find kind of gross, you know, regardless of who's involved, the the nature of it kind of grosses me out. So Peter Cullen is now Optimus Prime in the new one, and oh. they are just acting like he's been Optimus Prime the whole time. They have not even <laughs> mentioned John Bailey, and I'm like, listen. That's kind of just gross to do yeah. to your talent from the last one to literally retcon them like that and like to take all the other quote unquote influencer talent and shove them in a box in the back of the truck and then go like we've got Will Wheaton as Perceptor and Michael Dorn as Fortress Maximus and frigging Jason David Frank as Emissary 
And like, I don't know. Something about it feels like that they are taking people who did the most work last time and are paying them not even lip service. Yeah, it's like, thanks for being here when we couldn't get anybody of note. And now feel free to leave. Because now we have... The, a little bit of stroke to attract and a little bit more money to pay. And instead of reinvesting that in the people that were there for you at the beginning, they're going to blow the money on some low tier talent. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying low tier, like I'm dissing Michael Dorn or something saying he's, he's garbage, but, uh, or will ween is garbage, but, uh, like, I mean, it's not like they got, Dwayne Johnson or something (laughs) as far as the level of celebrity like like so this is from the bleeding cool article and like maybe bleeding cool are the ones who put the list in this order but this seems like a press release uh so I'm kind of unless I'm proven otherwise I'm kind of laying this on the feet of machinima for letting this come out this way so they list their cast right so first they list the cast Peter Cullen Judd Nelson Michael Dorn Will Wheaton Jason David Frank Nolan North and so I'm like, oh, Nolan North at least gets to be on the cast. Like, that's nice. Uh, then the influencer cast begins with Matt Pat, Dashy Games, Rob Dyke, and Tayson Day. <laughs> After them comes the voice of Windblade, Abby Trot, the voice of Mistress of Flame, Lana McK- McKissick, voice of Starscream, Frank Totoro, and then finally the voice of Megatron, Jason Marnoka. So in the influencer, not only is the influencer cast bumped to the bottom, but then anyone who doesn't have a popular YouTube channel is bumped to the bottom of the bottom. And yeah. those are all the actual working voice actors, and that really rubbed me the wrong way. And it's like most of the most important characters. Yeah, like it just felt straight up disrespectful to me to like, like, you know, in in a world where voice actors are still trying to be taken somewhat seriously. They're like, well, we have these voice actors, but we also have uh, Matt Pat from Game Theory. Theory. We'll put him at the top because he played Computron. And I'm like, he had one line in the last one. So and and apparently Tazon Day was in the last one, but I'm like, okay. You certainly didn't communicate that, if that's true. Anyway. Yeah, well, it's clearly ordered of, these are people who have been in real media. Here's, yeah. here's internet media you might have heard of, and then these dirtbags. And, and, and then Nolan North is the one who gets to escape that pattern because he is a force of nature. Well, and he so. became a meme yeah. you know, amongst video game fans. Like, because, I don't know if people outside of video games would have any real awareness of Nolan North. Yeah. Because it's like, if you technically, Nolan North's credits here are video games. Frank Totoro's Starscream's credits are also video games. So I'm like, technically, like, granted, Nolan North is a higher is probably a higher paid voice actor with probably a lot more work. But as far as credits listed here, same friggin' field. Abby Trot, voice actor including credits in video games. You know, like, it really um bothers me that this is my this was my first thing i read about titan's return is like check out what we think of the people who put in the most effort and then they go on to you know they there's some interviews from san diego comic-con there's a great quote where someone interviewed um about titan's return says well you know as we all know combiner wars went great and i'm like pardon me (laughs) 
On what planet did did everyone think Combiner Wars went great? Uh, yeah, well, it reminds me of a few years ago when at the Academy Awards, Chris Rock comes out and starts kind of trashing voice acting as being yeah. this easy thing. Like, he comes in, he goes, I come in, I say my lines, eat a sandwich, do the rest of my lines and leave. And, like, the actual pro voice actors who don't get those plum gigs that the big-time celebrities get in movies and whatnot were rightfully so furious. Yeah, now I remember when that happened. I got pretty mad because that was also when, if I remember right with the timing, that's aroundabouts when voice actors were also trying to get word out that, like, hey, you know, we aren't getting, like, a lot of royalties, and when we do video game work, we're often screaming till blood's coming out of our mouth for, like, hours on end, and then we're getting paid once and that's it, and, like, yeah. You know, like this doesn't help this, this, this little, uh, press release thing. Um, yeah. And when you get a celebrity voice, you don't want them doing a character. You want them to sound like the celebrity. Yeah. Freaking. Okay. Jason, David Frank, Jason, David Frank is playing emissary, which is the little headmaster from Fortress Maximus, like the tiniest part of it. And they're like, hey, we got celebrity actor Jason David Frank to play the voice of a, a somewhat non-character. And I'm like, hey, who hires Jason David Frank because they remember his voice? He's the guy who goes, oh, yeah, and, like, does MMA and tried to pick a fight with CM Punk. Like, voice acting is the last thing I think of with him. You know, all due respect meant what he's famous for is his face and his martial arts. So, like, see him get top billing, too. I'm like, for crying out loud. You know, <laughs> we're going to bill him over top of Nolan North <laughs> as a voice actor. Uh, I'm going to stop ranting about that because it, it gets. So is, is he the Power Ranger guy? He's the great. Yeah, the original Green Ranger. Yeah, that was like, don't worry, everybody. I didn't get shot by that maniac. Yeah, he, yeah, he did the press conference after the guy showed up at that Comic-Con dressed like the Punisher with the plan to kill him. Um. Another, another, you know, I don't want Jason David Frank to get shot. Let me just lay that out. <laughs> like, I, I'm not, I'm not on that kind of weird level here. But that said, with it being harmless, I was kind of like, I watched his press conference and I was kind of like, oh man, JDF. Uh, he also recently at the screening of the new Power Rangers film, because he has a cameo in it, um, at the big like red carpet screening, he tried to pull out his phone to film his cameo at the end of the movie uh, and then got in trouble with security. <laughs> you know it didn't get like it wasn't like a big throwdown or anything as far as i understand but still like that's you know that's an anecdote that probably speaks a lot <laughs> in my mind anyway uh seth let's do a listener question because i got a couple here okay a couple quick like ones to give us a yeah he's using some quickies to give us a shot in the arm uh the first one's from super daddy co this question for either team. If one of the factors with the higher cost of new Masterpiece figures is the official car licensing, then why would they not concentrate on figures that do not need any licensing permission? So nobody I gotta, wants those. Yeah, that's kind of the quick <laughs> answer. Is like all the characters people want Masterpieces of were licensed cars. And also, the higher cost of newer Masterpiece figures, um, car licensing may be a factor of it, but car licensing was a cost factor in like all of Alternators and Binal Tech as well. So like that's like... If there's one thing the that's the reason, bunch of movie toys. yeah, like like the car licensing isn't going to be the new reason why they're expensive. 
So, like, I don't feel like that's a thing really to ditch, because also that means you're doing masterpieces of characters that have way less um, mass appeal, I guess. Way less nostalgia appeal. Well, if they keep going on G1 stuff, eventually they're going to get into them post-86 movie characters. Like, well, another Hot Rod, or but like Cup and yeah, yeah. Springer RC. If they get into that realm, then then there's they're going to be beyond car licensing. And I certainly want them to. Like I'm I'm more interested in those characters than some of the 84 85 cast, but I also don't expect there to be much of a a price drop. No, unfortunately. <laughs> like I think a majority of of the increased cost of masterpiece toys is a the complexity and b just the way that that high-end toy costs are going right now. Yeah. Um, the, the car licensing is as much as it, I, I'm sure, like I see the logic, like obviously masterpiece toys probably would cost a bit less and maybe even would be easier to develop if they didn't have stuff like Lamborghini people going, like you have to use the specific red paint on side swipe, but that's all going to be like one in one cases. Uh, I think yeah, like if, if they announced a cup tomorrow and the pricing a week later and it was like 20 to $50 less than any one of the licensed car guys then it'd be like holy smokes how much are these licenses yeah um i'd gladly eat my hat over that like i I don't want to be right it's just that's seems more more reasonable that they're not the majority of the cost yeah i and yo masterpiece cup for like 50 bucks i would be down for that yeah that'd be cool as hell um Anyway, I'd I hope that answered. Or... Go ahead. I just said I'd get it. Yeah. Unless it looked dumb. Oh yeah. <laughs> they yeah, we got this masterpiece copy. It's fifty dollars. He looks terrible. Yeah. Buy it. Just scaled up that last <laughs> deluxe. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like no, we uh, we scaled him up, but um, we also gave him a better head. So it's just like an inflated deluxe with a really highly detailed head sculpt. Yeah, all the die cast is in the head. <laughs> But it's, it's like crazy painted. top heavy. Like the head is so heavy and the knee joints are loose, so he just like flops over. But then they write the bio to say that that's, you know, the result of his age. Yeah. They're like, no, it's in character. His knee servos, they're all, woo, they're all messed up. That cosmic rust, all those scraplets in his knees. Um, anyway, Space I hope arthritis. I hope that answered your question, Super Daddy Co. Because uh, we got another listener question here from Autobot Mech. Uh, he says, hey, Evangelist and crew, Autobot Mech here. First, I want to say thank you for the podcast. Your audio antics keep me sane while at my work. Uh, just welcome. a couple quick questions for you all. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, while I know it may be mythical to some, I was wondering if there were plans for a third-party masterpiece whirl. A G1 Super Cobra helicopter would be awesome. Yes, I know it's mythical like dragons. So... Uh, Mastermind Creations is doing a whirl based on how he looked in uh, the Stormbringer comics, if I remember right, but that's it. Um, granted, I don't run as many third-party companies as Seth does. So, uh, Seth, in your realm, are any of your people working on a Masterpiece world? It, it, a few years ago, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a world that was more unique and just had some whirlishness to it. Um, that doesn't seem to be where the third-party companies are really going these days. Like, and you know, n- not everything is a hundred percent 
in every case like there's always going to be mm-hmm. exceptions to everything um but the whole emulating masterpiece seems to be kind of more the way they're going so yeah. so like those guys making the the comic style world makes sense if somebody did a g1 style world that would make sense um i i think it would be neat if if we kind of got back to the stepping out of the box and and trying to do something a little more original like that i mean i'd like to see it mm-hmm. i don't know I should, if anybody should, would do it i should probably mention like i think that's what the mastermind creations world is based on in this robot mode but there's a lot about him that also is kind of their own thing uh-huh. and then he's he's also um like the same skeleton of the toys being used to make an obsidian and their i think their vehicle modes look pretty unique because uh, that, that was actually a turn off for a lot of people with Whirl um, is they were like, why doesn't he look more like a thing I remember? And I was like, well, this is maybe indicative of part of the problem, but I also understand where you're coming from. <laughs> um, also, when, when I think Masterpiece Whirl, since he, there's no cartoon screen caps to fill up a discussion thread with, I don't even know what someone would do. Um, he must have shown up in the old Marvel comic at some point. I think he Guess did. You do that. His box art. G1 box art, maybe. Yeah. I, I think he was in the UK comics for a bit, but was one of those records that they killed off real fast. I'm probably wrong, but he seems like the kind of character who would have been fermined pretty quickly. <laughs> Yo, dog, you got fermined. <laughs> like a vast predatory bird. It is over finished. Um, the second question is more for TJ, Aaron, or Chris. Oh. Great. I'll just mute uh, my mic then. Do any of you own Mastermind Creations Carnifex? And if so, will any of you be doing reviews of him? Thanks for answering these questions. Truck bought out. Could click. P.S. For a bit of silliness, try watching Buddy Thunderstruck. It's like Dukes of Hazard with stop motion. Uh, I don't know what that is. I'm sure I could Google it. Um, so, Seth, uh, since you are representing TJ and Aaron here, do either of them have Mastermind Creations Carnifex? They both have seven. But are they going to review him? Uh, TJ refuses to out of sheer principle. Mm-hmm. Um, he says it doesn't fit with uh, what he's trying to do on his channel. That uh, that he's trying to do something a little more artistic than than what Carnaflex has to offer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aaron, um, I think was I couldn't really understand what he was saying because I think he was pretty pretty waste on on opium opium i think mm. he was in an opium den when i was talking to him about it very well, mumbly and slurry last i heard from aaron is i think he said That's that he just a theory though i don't have any evidence he he told me he's got a video review of of mastermind creations carnifex basically done you know going up on his on his youtube channel anytime now uh, so if anyone has any questions, of course, just send them directly to Aaron, Aaron on TFW 2005 or AKSMTH on Twitter. Um, I think I have a, a Warhammer Carnifex, a miniature. I always wanted one of those. I never got one. And then I heard a friend of mine got one and he said that it sucked to glue the arms on cause they were heavy. Cause that yeah. was a pewter model back when if I was I, playing. Yeah. If I have one, it's like the original style one, not like the redesign. Yeah. Cause the original pewter one 
the everything was pewter and you kind of had to pin his arms on or like the way that lever physics work is they would just eventually weigh themselves off yeah um by the way i i have a mastermind creations carnifex i want to review him sometime but he showed up uh at a time when just about everything i got that month kind of slipped through the cracks so i just i haven't written anything for him yet uh but i have one i don't know who buddy thunderstruck is but i have a carnifex um seth do you know who buddy thunderstruck is I no. Okay. Is it going to be one of those deals where like you tell me a different name and I'll go, oh, and I just don't know him by this name. I have no idea. This is just in the PS of the listener question. Oh. Um. Speaking What's of things, PS? I said for a bit of silliness, oh. try watching. Yeah, it's like Dukes of Hazard with stop. Oh God, I got confused. I thought the name of the person that wrote the email was Buddy Thunderstorm. If, no, if I don't know what the show. I have no idea what the show Buddy Thunderstruck is. I've just, <laughs> I've just heard about it this moment. If I got a question from someone whose name was literally Buddy Thunderstruck, I would probably have. have... Sometimes I have difficulty focusing, and I became obsessed with trying to find a picture of the original Carnaflex miniature. So, that's that's on me. That's no my worries. Bad. I never played NIDs. They were too expensive to buy. Yeah, I, I them. wasted a bunch of money buying a bunch of miniatures and then never really played them. Uh, I started looking at miniatures again recently. They're really expensive now. I know. It's weird. And uh, did you know they actually advanced the timeline of Warhammer 40k by like a year? Ooh. And so, yeah. A uh, year. I, I heard about a lot of this from... Um, uh, Ray, random factor on Twitter, is telling me about some stuff. So you know how the Primarchs of the Space Marines are all supposed to be dead? Uh, yeah. Okay, so the Ultramarine Primarch, Robot Gilliman, uh, was in a deep sleep, in a coma, and wasn't dead. Mm. Uh, anyway, when they advanced the timeline, Robot Gilliman woke up because Mars got, got taken over by Chaos. So he woke up and then opened a door behind him where an entire new generation of enhanced space marines had been developed for the last 10,000 years. So they now have a new larger space marine type called the Primaris Space Marine, which apparently Robert Gilliman, before he went into his 10,000 year slumber, he told an Adeptus Mechanicus guy, make better space marines. And then while he was asleep, the guy made better space marines behind a door. Great. Awesome. If someone introduced themselves to me as Robert... <laughs> I would say, okay, Robert, settle down. Well, no, that's the thing. It's not. It's not Robert. It's Roboot. It's like R O B O U T E or something. Oh, you mean reboot? Roboot Gilliman. He's a reboot. They rebooted. They rebooted the Space Marines. No, Roboot. Roboot. Yeah, but he. I'm a gun die. Same thing. Here's the thing. Oh, I'm gonna fly to England and slap somebody for this. They <laughs> named the guy. They named the Primarch of the Ultramarines reboot, and then rebooted the Space Marines with new Space Marines. Oh, I I'm going to some Travelocity or something right now, <laughs> booking tickets to England. Okay, don't don't make that the reason because I remember from my teenage days that he always had that name. But yeah, you should right. still go. You should still they, go and they smack someone. It. They you retconned still, it. You should still go smack someone because it's also one of the stupidest names I've ever read. 
Yeah, I never. Gilliman. I never paid attention to the to the uh, fiction of the Ultramarines because I always thought they were the boringest. Yeah, the Ultramarines suck. Like, I'm I'm bummed out that they are still around as like one of the main Space Marine factions because it's like they're they are the most boring Space Marines on the planet. Like, their codex is boring. They got nothing special. They're they're not cool and edgy like the Dark Angels. Uh, Dark not... Angels all the way. Yeah. Friggin' robes on power armor. That's how you know someone's yeah. serious. Um It's like it's like the Dark Angels are the Catholic Church with all like the the big cathedrals and the pomp and the circumstance and all the gothic kind of stuff and and just sort of like that dark tone of like to no matter what you do, you're still bad. <laughs> and then the ultramarines are just like generic Christian, like super church wearing a, a blue blazer jacket. <laughs> do, you, do you walk by church events, just waving your fist, screaming, you bunch of ultramarines. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I do now starting good. tomorrow. <laughs> good. I was about to get angry, but good. All right. You're probably going to really irritate at least one person with that analogy. Well, that would involve... Okay, here's the thing. I think okay. to be annoyed by that, you have to A, be in one of those religions, and B, also be way into the Ultramarine Space Marines chapter. And I don't know if that's in our demographic. Okay, I'm going to use a monster truck analogy. So the uh, Ultramarines are Bigfoot, which is just a pickup truck with giant wheels. Very basic, but it's it's what the idea is. And the Dark Angels, did I say the Ultramarines are Bigfoot? The Ultramarines yeah. are Bigfoot. The Dark Angels are Gravedigger, Hell which yeah. is like a way cooler truck. I remember thinking Gravedigger was the coolest thing back when I thought monster trucks also all turned into robots when I was a kid. All right. That was a really, <laughs> that was a really sad kind of tooth fairy sort of moment when I realized that they don't all turn into robots. Because the first time I ever saw a monster truck commercial also had one of those Truckasauruses in it. Yeah. And so I thought they all did that. That would and be cool. And then I found out they didn't, and I suddenly was way less interested in seeing a monster truck show. <laughs> um, it's like the Ultramarines are Hulk Hogan, and the Dark Angels are Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes. The Ultramarines are Roman Reigns. Oh, Lord. And the the Dark Angels are... Well, I was going to say Dean Ambrose, but, like, no. they kind of wasted him. I thought he was really cool when Samoa I was still paying Joe. attention. Man, can you imagine Samoa Joe in, like, a suit of power armor with, like, a big robe on top of it? <laughs> He's, like, That'd seven be... feet across, shoulder to shoulder. I just, man, just, like, Samoa World... Joe's head on Dark Angel power armor. Yeah. Just that big face. Just that big, nasty, I'm going to kill you face because he's already a big wide dude yeah like not fat just wide like he's like a, a he's one of those like meat tank people yeah he's a guy you look at and you're like i bet he could walk through a wall if he really wanted to yeah oh they're doing no they're using him really good right now Samojo is so cool right now i liked him on giant bombs e3 stream yeah Where he very casually was just like yeah i'm gonna beat up brock lesnar yeah. Kept it together. Um, Seth. Hey. 
before we go any farther, I want to talk to you about a, a really f- a really weird concept. Okay. Is Can that another imagine- lesson or question? <laughs> no, not no. This is, this is something different. We got more of those coming. Can you what imagine if we did three? Can you imagine if Brock Lesnar? Well, this, this isn't the Brock Lesnar thing. This is I've been this is serious now. It's serious business. All right, it's grim, grim face, serious business. What if someone leaked information out of Hasbro <sighs> with like pictures and everything? I would have to. I would have to scream fake news until all the websites took the pictures down. So what if all the websites quietly took all the pictures down without really explaining why? Then I would think that there was some sort of some sort of extortion going on, maybe some threats. I would take that almost like some maybe threats of legal action, possibly. Yeah, I would say it was maybe a company protecting their assets that were leaked, you know, uh, under the table and that maybe there is some validity to the images that may have been leaked if that happened. Mm-hmm. I'd say that I feel um, worried that some good people might lose their jobs because someone snuck by and took a photo of their monitor. Uh, or I would also say that maybe this was happening in like a, a foreign branch of Hasbro where no one cares and that maybe there's a guy whose name is plastered all over every single image and he has a LinkedIn account that shows he does work at Hasbro and maybe he's in some trouble now. And hopefully he's not in so much trouble if he's a cool guy, but maybe if he's not a cool guy, then who cares? I don't know. I don't know the guy either way. Um but, you know, that would be all over the front page of the big websites if that actually happened. Um, but, Seth, let's just... I got some what if, hypotheses. What, what, what if the person who got these pictures released them through Wikilinks? Then they'd be safe. Is that, is that still a thing in 2017? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, like, nowadays, if you got images you want to release, you just put up you put up an Imgur album. Well, yeah, but... Actually, I got a question. Do you say Imgur or Imgur? Um, I think Imgur. Yeah, I'm an Imgur person. Sometimes I just refer to it as the the Im, image image place. Yeah, <laughs> I know some people who say Imgur, and I feel like you have to think harder to say that because like it's images, like it rolls off the tongue better as Imgur. Yeah. Anyway, Seth, I I got let, let's. Let's play pretend for a sec like we knew some of the lineup of, of Power of the Primes going forward through halfway into next year. All right. So what if, like, you know, let, let's just let's take, for example, the idea that maybe it is a case where all the deluxes are limbs and voyagers are turning into chests, right? Okay. What if they straight up did, like, just the dino bots as deluxes? That would be something. Yeah. I, w- I wonder if they would do, like, old school Dinobot colors or if they, they did something different. I, so I, in my mind's eye, I'm seeing old school Dinobot colors. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and I'm seeing like a Voyager Grimlock. Like the safe bet. Yeah. And a, and a Voyager Grimlock who, you know, guess what? Maybe they have combiner Dinobots. Like, that would be pretty neat. Um, And what if, like, they also did, like, Abominus? You know, more beasts, right? Mm-hmm. Beasts and beasts. I think that would be kind of cool. In my mind's eye, all the Abominus guys just look like, you know, placeholder images. But I'm not sure what they would really look like. Hunger looks like an actual thing in my imagination. The the two-headed monster mode. That that just, in my imagination, that just looks like a picture of the G1 toy. Maybe that's all that I'm thinking about. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's, that's all I think the about. image in my head. But hey, yo, I have a funny yo. one for you. 
Okay, I, <laughs> I have one for you too. I got one okay. for you too. I got a goof for you. Okay. What if they took Combiner Wars Hotspot and just repainted him into like the world's most slender inferno? I would. Hmm. What if? What if? What if what they if? did that? Yeah. And what if in those colors he looked a lot like R.I.D. Optimus Prime Firetruck? Yeah, like what if that was the torso mode, maybe? Yeah. You know, like, cause, you know, where Defensor's head is. Like, in my mind's eye, I see a little blue splotch where the combiner head is on the ladder. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. And, you know, that was what if also they... the thing I was going to say. But... <laughs> oh. <laughs> what if they had a combiner who was just a bunch of girls? That would be something that never sold. They would be on the pegs forever. Nobody wants girl toys. Girl toys are gross. You think you think the combiner is just full of cooties? Yes. Full of full absolutely. of uh, full of full of kissy kissy cooties. I think on the school playground, if you had a girl toy, you you would be um, talked down to. What if, what if though you had you had the girl combiner who might have been like you know Elite One and Moon Racer and and uh-huh. you know Firestar Nova Star. Oh yeah, what if they can't what get the name Firestar? Yeah, because that's a Marvel I think Nova Star would probably work. You know, what if Nova Star sounded way cooler as a Transformer name than Firestar? I I would buy it, or yeah. I mean I would believe it, like buy it as in I buy that because because. If, if in this hypothetical thing, Alita One was like the Voyager torso, I would be super into this because in the current IDW comics, Alita One is the super badass like warlord of one of the colonies. And she's like a head taller than everyone else because oh. she's like built on the bodies of, of the Game of Thrones style throne that she sits upon. <laughs> Does she turn into a jet plane? I don't remember if she's transformed in the books yet, because she only started appearing a lot more recently um, after they introduced her. Uh, And she was pretty cool. Kind of scary, but pretty cool. A jet would would definitely suit that that, uh, design, I think. Hmm. Um, They should consider doing a jet plane. Yeah. Um, I, I I think that would be... That would get me pretty excited. Um... I, just the whole idea of, of tapping into those characters as modern toys would be one of those mind-blowing moments where I'm like, you know, we have our ups and downs, but also in a frigging main line, they are at least considering the idea of doing Alita 1, Moon Racer, and Nova Star. That's pretty darn cool. Going back to the Dinobots, yeah. would, would do you think that they would still use the name um, Slag... Or would they maybe change that to some sort of a mollusk name? Yeah, and in, in every media since a few years ago, they've all but excised the name Slag and replaced it with Slug. Yeah. So it'd probably be Slug. Well, and I don't know if you would necessarily have to use Slug. I mean, just any sort of mollusk. Oh, yeah. You know, this is what I'm saying is, you know, it's a pattern, right? Like in, in the comics, in the mobile games, uh, in all those things, they call him Slug. Yeah, I mean, last I checked, the United States of America didn't answer to, to the to the whims of the United Kingdom. So just because they're curse words and they're they're a bastardized version of English doesn't mean they're curse words here. 
So I don't know who we're pandering to. We're, we're pandering to the Transformers because back in the 90s, it was decided that his name was also a curse word in Transformers speak. Well, that's just because the dude's like hardcore. Is it though? Like if someone walked up to you and went like, what's up? My name is crap. Like, would you think he's hardcore or would you be like, this guy thinks he's really hardcore? Does he have face tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and he just straight up has, like, big red horns sticking out the back of his head. Not the, not his front of his yeah, head. well, I wouldn't mess with that guy. I'd be like, whatever you say, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Can I what help if, you with something? What if it's a setup where he's like, he says that, then when some, someone actually calls him crap, he goes like, what'd you just call me? You call me crap? You know, he starts, like, cracking his neck and his horns start jiggling. Well, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't, the, wouldn't it be more accurate of a of a metaphor if the person introduced themselves as prostitute? <laughs> I'm, 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 that would be another My version. My name is Whore. Yeah, some, some big burly guy with idiot face tattoos walked up to you go like, I'm Whore. Whoa, you just called this scary dude an idiot for having face tattoos. You're gonna get your ass kicked. Well, I made him up. Like he doesn't actually. So I'm, I'm, I am. As far as he's concerned, I'm God because I'm inventing him. Oh, so I get to say whatever I want. <laughs> Check out the ego on this guy over here. When all I of make sudden, people all up, of a sudden he's God. <laughs> when I make people up, let me tell you, <laughs> I make sure they know who's in charge. When I when I turn on my my biological birthing machine and it farts out this individual. It'll be programmed in his brain. He does what I say. <laughs> People should put me in charge of things. <laughs> Just things. Different um, things. What were we talking about? I, I was, I was going to get to the bit. Seth, you know how we talked I, about that Rodimus Prime? Yes, we did. And it's like, why didn't they just do Power Master Prime in this line? What if they just straight up do Power Master Prime in this line? Oh, that would be like repeating themselves. It would. It would be kind of weird, but... You know, I, I wouldn't mind. Like, it would be sensible, too. Although, it sure would suck for people who might have just, you know, either just bought a God Bomber to go on a Power Master Prime and then found out they were doing a better version as a gift set, or if it was a person who waited and then thought they won because they ordered the gift set instead. What if they then did an even better thing right after all that? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Just Okay, so we were talking about Rodimus Prime... Earlier in the show. Yeah. And they love reusing molds in some form or another. Absolutely. Are there any running theories on how they might reuse the Rodimus Pyre mold? So... Like, like, because I imagine you could do something really unique and interesting, a character that no one had ever seen before, and would be super exciting. Well, I got this original character I made up. Okay. Uh, he's called yeah um he's my original creation though uh he's very unique and he's got a lot of layers to him yes um his name's rodimus unicronus whoa all right now get that sounds intriguing hang on sit down all right he's like he's like a super heavy remold though right no sit sit down for a second i am sitting down okay good should i get on the floor (laughs) you might need to this is real heavy all right okay what if Instead of the Matrix of Leadership, right? He got the Matrix uh-huh. of, of Disleadership. I don't whatever. know what that is. But I it made sounds, it up. It sounds ominous. It's like the Unicron Matrix or whatever. Okay. And so what if instead of being red, he was purple? Uh, then I would hope that there's more to this. 
Well, you see, the rest of this becomes a character thing. Like, the visuals don't really matter. Okay. Because he's got la- layers like an onion. Yeah. The purple is what's on the outside, you know? Inside is the torment, is the fact he also is an accomplished singer-songwriter. Uh, and he also once was able to be president of the universe, but chose not to because he's really humble. Yeah, you uh, know, like a minion of Unicron might be. Exactly. Well, no, he's the thing, right? You'd think he'd be a minion, he's, but he's so strong inside. He's the one being in the universe who could be inhabited by the essence of Unicron and not turn evil because he's that humble and honorable. Oh. Rodimus Unicronus. Look it up. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> See if anything happens. <laughs> yeah, please. You, you might end up on Imgur. <laughs> you might end up on Imgur, in which case, ignore everything you see. You're having a fever dream. Or you might end up on Imgur. Or or you might be on a Facebook page, and, you know, you can't trust what you read on Facebook. No, fake news. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. What? Um, oh, you mean President Zuckerberg? Spoilers! God! People haven't read that far. Um, what if though there was because there was a fan vote, there was a fan vote for the new Prime and and Optimus Primal won. What, what if, for if Hasbro toy, ignored that and did what they wanted? <laughs> but what if they decided to be beholden to that? Okay, and they went like, hey, maybe in like the summer next year we'll have out a figure that's like Optimus Primal as the deluxe, and then because he, he's a leader toy, he'll merge with something to turn into like like optimal Optimus. Wow, that that would be something. Like that would be imaginative. Yeah, that'd be kooky. It would probably go better than when they had the Star Wars fan voted character, and that lady with six boobs from Jabba's palace was on shelves for two years. How? D- yeah, I don't understand how that was like one of the first fan voted characters, but trolling. I, yeah, I don't get Star Wars fans either. So whatever, we'll leave leave that one alone. Because the Bodie McBoat face thing hadn't started yet. Yeah. I don't, that's that's one of those things where I heard the punchline and never heard the joke. I just heard Bodie McBoatface, and I know why, I know what happened, but I just wasn't there for most of it. It it, it actually worked. Sweden named a train yeah. Trainy McTrainface based on fan vote. So I heard. Yeah. Because they're um, good sports. Well, you know, movie fans are also pretty good sports. They are good sports. Their, their toy lines are getting cut shorter and shorter. <laughs> because we keep buying tickets <laughs> that's right um what if also by the way what if in my mind's eye there was actually another image of a bunch of movie characters but it was mostly just pictures of movie characters that may or may not have meant anything and it wasn't in an imager <laughs> album i might be looking at uh but what if what if they actually were gonna even consider doing a new blackout figure after years a decade of people saying hey can we get a bigger fancier blackout a one decade lead up. Like, what if the chance, what if the glimmer was even there? That would be interesting. Because I I remember that original Blackout being one of the better movie toys. It was a solid, yeah, in the 07 line, it was pretty solid for the first half of the line. By the time they got to the All Spark Power, like, second half, I think it start, when that toy started to feel like, hey, maybe this could this could be upgraded a little bit. Yeah, but he still poops Scorponok out, so... He does, he does. I think it was like, once they did Leader Brawl, and Leader Brawl ended up being pretty okay, a lot of people were like, hey, wait a second, what What about Leader Blackout? What about it? Yeah. Maybe we'll I, find out, maybe we won't. 
Yeah, maybe we won't. Like, maybe I also saw something on Twitter where someone said, hey, this all matches up with some information I saw of a canceled filler movie line. Oh. But, you know, that's Twitter. Ouch. Can't trust Twitter. No. What I if? Don't. What if, Seth? What if? They were going to do a Titan size figure again next year. Like, we know okay. they're going to. They do one every year. Yes. And, and it was a city bot, and then it was a combiner, then it was a city bot. What if they do another combiner? What if they did, like, Predaking out of five Voyagers? That would be huge. Yeah. It'd be pretty big. It'd be huge. I think it could end up being a kind of stumpy-looking Predaking unless Razorclaw in the middle is really good at getting long. Oh, yeah. You know he's good at getting long. How Yo. <laughs> y'all, y'all want someone who gets long, you call Razorclaw. <laughs> Um, I think that but would be a really neat cat meme didn't come out of nowhere. That's right. Razor Claw basically invented it, like humble guy that he is. Yeah. He let it go. He, well, he let some other cat take all the credit. Yeah. Seth, I think I, I would be interested to see how a five Voyager Predaking would turn out. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing them take a, a new run at Predaking and see how it goes. Like, I, I think he might end up being kind of stocky if the torso is the same size-ish as the limbs. Yeah, because they did all them combiners that were all deluxes a while back. Yeah. And you ended up with some odd physical proportions there. But then again, if they sold Predaking as a Titan-sized gift set, then they wouldn't necessarily have to make everyone be a Voyager. They could just say roughly everyone's a voyager but maybe we put more parts into the middle guy yeah like also, you know there's if there's only because there there were six predacons right no no it was five mastermind creations did one where they added a sixth that was based on Catilla. Oh, okay and that was entirely just so you could have symmetrical arms if you wanted all right but yeah classically he's a five robot combiner that must be where i got confused yeah, confused. Yeah, I think uh, I think that would be neat. I think in my mind's eye, though, it's all just artwork that I'm seeing. You know, nothing that's indicative of an actual figure. No. You know, I think hypothetically, a lot Conceptual. of people might. Yeah, yeah. Hi- hypothetically, a lot of people might be going like, "No, this maybe I'm seeing uh, an in- the toy's going to look exactly like that artwork," and I might say, "Hey, maybe slow down for a second. Yeah, pump your brakes. You know, like maybe you're looking at something you're not even meant to see. Why would they make something you're not meant to see represent what you think it's going to be? Yeah. If it's an internal document. Like, why don't you keep your eyes to yourself, Mr. Peepers? Yeah, why, why don't you not look at stuff peeping. that's not meant for you? Getting, peeping around on other people's biz. You, you, le- you leaky, you, you leaky McLeak face. Yeah, getting people fired. Yeah. I hope you feel good. This person's livelihood is at stake. Yeah, legit. Like, if there was a leak and we were talking about it, we'd talk about it because it's news and it's interesting. But hopefully I would make some statement where I I imply that I'm not actively looking for these leaks and I certainly take the side of someone whose job might be at stake if it's at stake for something that maybe they didn't even do. Like, maybe some scumbag with a My6 walked past their computer and took a bunch of photos of it and then left. Yeah, you said steak so many times I'm hungry now. But, yeah, just so you could get fake internet points... Yeah. Whatever. And also, as interesting okay. as it is to see like the first three waves of a toy line, when if most of it was like concept art and it was all fuzzy pictures, 
it probably would have been more exciting to not know about some of it until there were better pictures of it. Yeah, why don't you learn how to take better pictures? <laughs> yeah, some friggin' drive-by My6 dual camera nutcase is like, oh, I'm gonna get famous! <laughs> oh, better run! You know? I don't know. Uh, that's all hypothetical. Um, but Seth, what if, like, those Prime Masters with the decoy suits, what if they did just legit A, do the actual 13 Primes characters, and then B just did straight up like the g1 pretender suits that can fold open in the front that'd be cool because i like the whole pretender thing yeah some of those designs are groovy yeah i agree like i i'm not expecting they would go nuts and go as far as like you know an octo punch but what you know if they did if they did if they did they would oh no i don't think they would change the name on octo punch yeah, I expect no, they change a bunch of names. I think they, they can keep do that crap. No. They can keep Octo Punch because Octo Punch has appeared in one of the mobile games recently, and he was still called Octo Punch. Okay, cool. Um, and you know, if they put like the one of the thirteen, the one of the thirteen Prime, Soulless Prime, is like a female character, and I bet you if they put Soulless Prime paired up with Octo Punch you'd on Twitter get enough jokes about the girl being with the tentacle guy that you'd get kind of like. Oh, no. You'd think that maybe you've heard the joke enough times for it oh, to no. to be, like, one of the most tired jokes you've heard in, in a good, like, t- two hours. Yeah, oh no. Um, I wonder what the fiction for this is. Because you have the Power Masters going into the Pretender. Yeah. But they have different names. So they... they, they what is their relationship? They, they they laid it out a little bit. Apparently, these little Prime Masters, um, they aren't literally the original 13, but they carry the sparks of the original 13 Primes. And then the decoy suits are the way that they hide. So they still haven't cleared up if, like, Skullgrin is actually Skullgrin or if it's just, that's just, like, a shell that looks like Skullgrin that the Liege Maximo's spirit is hiding inside of. The identity thefted Skullgrin. Yeah. Because also, it would be funny if, like, Skullgrin is actually that Skullgrin that came out a few years ago where he was just straight up, like, an actual skull-headed Transformer. And he's like, hey, wait a second, I'm Skullgrin. Who's that? And then, like, Liege Maximo is like, oh, this is a pretty stupid disguise given that Skullgrin is still a person who's walking around. Whoops. <laughs> they, no, he just points at the other Skullgrin and go, he's the imposter, shoot him! Yeah. <laughs> And, and then, then North, everyone goes, I can't tell him apart! And, and then, then he makes his escape. Yeah, Liege Maximo, he turns around, the front of his suit opens, he just rolls out in, like, his engine form. <laughs> just off the edge of whatever building he's standing on. And people are like, hey, little Skullgren's been turned around for a really long time. <laughs> and then little Skullgren doesn't reply anymore because he's just, like, an open, empty shell. <laughs> and big Skullgren's like, yeah, you idiots! And then everyone just leaves. Yeah. They get bored. (laughs) They're like, I don't even... They're like, we can't even understand why someone would walk around masquerading as a tiny copy of old Skullgrin. Probably wasn't important. Um, But Seth, that's leaving out something. Uh, Well, I don't want to leave something out. You know how we saw that beachcomber, right? We did see that beachcomber. What if they also straight up, like, in his wave, had, like, I don't know, a wind charger? 
You know, like a new wind charger. Mm. One one who could be driven by a Titan Master or a Prime Master, and one who like looks hella like Wind Charger. That would be cool. I like Wind Charger. Yeah, I do too. And I, I always liked his old Scout toy, and I, I really didn't like the new Wind Charger that came out in Combiner Wars that was like a repainted tailgate. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but what if they also added a new Dinobot in the Legends class? Like, what if they took, like, like in the movies... Uh, toy line. There was a Dinobot called Slash, who's a Velociraptor. And so, what if to have the Velociraptor be the right Dinobot. size? He's like a, he's like a Legends toy. Oh, yeah, I guess I could do that, but, and and disappoint all the Dinobot fans. Well, I mean, it's not like they're replacing anyone. They just said, "Hey, he's a new Dinobot. He's in the right colors." Yeah, but what if they did Dinobot? Oh, Dinobot, Dinobot. Yeah. I what mean, if they did Dinobot. I mean, they do repaints, right? So. They do. What if they? Oh, what if? What if they did do Slash, and then they did a repaint where he was purple, and he was like, "Yes, yeah, yeah." No, but he was no Unicron <laughs> Slash. You mean Slash Unicronus? <laughs> yes, that's that is what I mean. <laughs> what if? Our what-ifs are going from being sarcastic to actual what-ifs. And it's confusing to the point of where I'm not even sure if it's true or not. <laughs> well, then, if that was the case, I would say that we are accomplishing precisely what I wanted to accomplish with this whole segment. What if I went too deep and I can't find my way out? What if I looked into the what-if void and it looked back at me? Well, then it, you'd be looking at Seth Unicronus is what you'd be looking at. <laughs> What if the symbite ended up on Thor? What if it ended up on a T-Rex? Cycling it back. That would be scary. That was in the final issue of Cable and Deadpool. It was Venom T-Rex. I didn't read that. Oh, it's a good book. It's a good book. Okay. I'm surprised it took so long for somebody to do that. Well, this was years ago because that book also got canceled a while ago. Well, and they... still, it had been a while since Venom yeah. was a thing. Oh yeah, they had the Venom, Venom dinosaurs invaded New York in the final issue of Cable and Deadpool, if I remember right. What if Rocket Raccoon had the symbiote? Venom Raccoon. Yeah. Venom Raccoon Unicronus. Oh, but Seth, Seth. Yes. Let's say there were more waves of these Legends toys. What if in the second wave they friggin' did the Duocons that I've always been talking about? You know, Battle you, Clash and. I would imagine you'd be pretty happy about it. Like, to do them at a legend scale actually makes me a hundred times more interested in them. Because that means they still split apart, but if it's generations, they would have opposable robot mode. Like, that seems pretty darn cool. Like, I would, I'd like to see how that turns out. Uh, and, like, I don't know, they could also do, like, Cindersaur, you know? Like, one of those oh, flame cons. lord. Yeah. When yeah. I hear the name Cindersaur, I still think of the Botcon Cindersaur. Oh, I love that toy. <laughs> that just ugly friggin' thing. All the right colors. <laughs> um, Seth, my mind's eye is getting a little fuzzy here. Like, I, In my mind's eye, I also see like three other robots, but the photo is so bad, I literally can't tell what they are. Oh, it's a little off focus. In your mind's eye, too? Yeah, there looks like there's some sort of a shrapnel in my mind's eye. I mean, they just did re-release Cosmos, so I could see them, like, re-releasing Shrapnel in that size class. Uh-huh. And then, like, I don't know, I'm seeing maybe, like, if they redid the new Brawn that just came out, but as, like, Outback or something, he'd be on the bottom right of my mind's eye. 
I would hope that if it was Outback, he would have a more Outback style head and not just a brawn head. Yeah. That's what yeah. I would hope. I mean, if it was a placeholder image that people weren't even supposed to see in the first place, I'm sure they just have a picture of Braun there. Yeah, and then just, like, do a color swap kind of thing yeah. on him, maybe. But there's no way to tell, because the, those pictures don't exist. Yeah, they don't. Unfortunately, they don't. Um, That's sad. Just scroll, scrolling down through the rest of what I'm seeing in my head. Is there? <laughs> you, should, you should do the same. Is there anything else that, that you want to talk about? From like, I, I guess at the very bottom of, of the mental image folder I'm looking at, there is a thing where they talk about how the Prime Masters can you know connect to every size class, and they are kind of illustrating the bit that no one seems to have cleared up, where the deluxe and Voyager toys seem to have these add-on accessories that look suspiciously like hand foot guns. Uh, that also have a socket for a Prime Master to go in. Mm-hmm. This is my mind. I guess that, that would be one way to do it. Yeah, that, that would be a way to do it. Yeah, I, don't I, know. Guess, I guess you could do it that way. I suppose. I don't know, my mind's eyes getting fuzzy and empty now. I'm not seeing anything else. Like, uh, this is a lot of hypothetical stuff to talk about. Yeah, the spirits are leaving me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get in, in, t- in touch with the seven deities, and it's just, I don't hear them anymore. I think they've gone to sleep. I think they're wrapped up in a legal argument. <laughs> Ugh. Hey, Seth, what if I had to run to my door briefly to grab a toy that someone was bringing to my apartment, and it would take me, like, 20 seconds? Then I would uh, patiently wait for your return. Okay, let's say I did that, like, right now. Okay. Uh, if I just typed a message here. Huh? It's hypothetical. Okay, hypothetically, I'm just going to step away for, like, ten minutes. Ten minutes? Ten seconds. What am I saying? It's hypotheticals. Who knows? I'll be right back. Okay. I mean, it was 20 seconds. And then it was ten minutes. And then it was 10 seconds. I don't think Vangelis understands how the passage of time works. That, or it's such a minute period of time in his mind that that he it gets a little, a little confused. Maybe. Maybe. What a, what a weird hypothetical thing that could have happened there. Yeah. Crazy. Just crazy. Yeah. Whew. Man, I, have I got something this week? Literally do now. Um. Woo, well, Seth, let's just say again. Um, leaks are kind of a bummer. They're kind of exciting, but they also kind of dull a lot of the excitement for the rest of the year, and they put people's jobs at stake. So don't do them if you're in the position to do them. I like steak. Yeah. You know what you don't? You know a situation where you don't get any more steak? When you're a vegetarian. Well, yes. Well, no, that, you wouldn't have had any in the first place. You stop well, getting steak when you when you get your job lost because someone took pictures of your monitor or something. Yeah, then you get steakums because they're cheaper. That's right. Steakums is a lousy word. I remember the first time I heard it, <laughs> and I was like, that just sounds like the most like garbage, gummy, knockoff, chemical meat product. We can't call it steak. We called it steakums. Never had it. I haven't either. I've seen them. Ooh. They look gross. Um... You know, it's not gross. I got a listener question we can do. Listener questions are never gross, even this if they are about gross things. Well, this isn't about a gross thing. This is about nostalgia. 
Oh, uh, Ready Player One. Here we go. All right. So this comes from Badlander86. He says, Dear WTF and TFW crew, as we march steadily towards episode 500 of this venerable podcast, I'd first like to thank you all for giving us fans a solid dose of audio entertainment. It's been my source of sanity over the six years of commutes between home and work, and I felt in some ways I've grown very attached to the podcast and crew. 2016 in particular was a bad year for me, with the company taking a turn for the bad and the passing of my father. Not to be a downer, but listening to your podcast helped ease me back into normalcy, especially having listened to you guys deal with your own losses. Uh, it made me approach my problems with a level head. Listening to your successes also made me feel for you guys and gives me hope I can make it out of the rut I am in. For that, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now on to the question. Uh, first up, thank you for listening that long, Badlander86. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I hope that you're finding a better place than you were in when you wrote the question. Uh, being in a rut is never fun. Yeah. Uh, the question also, is, a loss on that level is a huge bummer. Yeah. And not something that typically you get over quickly or easily. Yeah, much. Uh, I like. I, I know there's a whole thing about you know he says easing back into normalcy. I, like if you are still feeling weird, I just want to tell you like there is no time limit on feeling normal, quote unquote, again. And there's not necessarily a guarantee you're going to feel quote unquote normal again. So yeah, like like for me, the, months will go by, totally normal, and then like some memory will get triggered or something will happen, and I'll just be bummed out for for a little bit yeah i i get it i get it off and on constantly and sometimes i also i got the thing where sometimes i think i see my dad downtown and then i'm like like it'll really mess with my head yeah i've i I had that happen real bad once i saw some lady whose hair was like exactly like my mom's hair and it's just like what Uh, oh no yeah, yeah. It, it's like I, I heard about it, you know, on a, on a like it's a giant bomb podcast a long time ago. And I was like, man, that's crazy. And then it actually happened to me. And I was like, OK, yeah, I get it. Yeah, this is really friggin screwed up. Like, <laughs> and I can't get angry at anyone for it. It's not that guy's fault. He makes me think of my dad's face. I don't even know who that guy is. He's walked away. He's out of my life now. <laughs> but um, yeah, stay stay with it. Hang in there. You know, life continues it might be different, but it can still be good. Um, but Bantlader's question uh, is as follows. As we march towards episode 500, surely a milestone of great importance, uh, what are some of the highlights of the podcast that you would rank as your top five moments in WTFTFW history? Keeping in mind, I've only been listening since the early 300s. God, mine would be the following. <laughs> <laughs> no, pers- I've only been listening since the early 300s. <laughs> as you proceed to episode 500. Uh so his his well, top you're five. a terrible fan then, and we don't want you listening anymore. Yeah, my my god, my god! <laughs> don't listen to those other. Don't listen to before we all had good microphones. For, Episode one or get out. Yeah, yeah, right. We talked about that at the <laughs> podcast panel at TFCon. Because one of the uh, Daryl from Transmissions said that he had actually just gone back to listen to their Episode Zero test recording. Uh huh. And I was like, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> oh, I wish. The multitude of episode zeros were available somehow. Oh, me too. Me too. Oh, like the the nostalgia definitely would be there, especially that wonderful mess. Yes, yeah, especially the frigging episode zeros that were the WTF and TFW episode zeros. Yeah, the, like, the proto episodes. Like back in 05 or 06, was it? I can't even the, remember the ten person episode. I wasn't on that one. Oh God, I, I can't remember who all was on that one. There was like ten people. Yeah. I was on one with Colin, Super Megatron, and Bima, 
and like she was in that giant 10 person one so she must have been in at least two i think she, unless i just don't think i was on a 10 person one i was in all of them okay yeah you I, I know you were probably in the one i was in there was like four well i was in all of them so i had to be in the one that you were in. i know you were likely in the one that I was in. we didn't really know each other then so no no uh but yeah, I like he said that they had recorded an episode zero and that it was fun to listen to those old times. And I was like, like, I think the closest I have is somewhere. I think I still have the auditions we did. Where we no. ended up just keeping everyone because we only had like it was it six people actually audition. Yes. And I might still have those, but those might not have been recorded. I can't remember. Um. Anyway, uh, Badlander 86. I was here from the beginning. I'm going to be on this show or I'll fight you in the streets. Except walked in going like, ah, auditions. How quaint. (laughs) I'm going to be part of this whether you like it or not. (laughs) I don't care what your feelings are. And that's how I met met Seth. No, I I know the first, our first interaction in real life. Besides just like posts on the message board. It was on the bus at the 07 BotCon heading toward um, the Hasbro tour. Was it 07? I could have sworn it was before that. That was the Hasbro tour. The, that, oh, that was the first yeah. BotCon I went to. Okay. Oh, okay. And you were sitting in a seat by yourself. I didn't necessarily have anybody to sit with. That was an open spot. Nice announced. I'm just going to sit with you. And you went, oh, Okay. Yeah, and then I like turned away, quiet, quietly vomited. <laughs> you stared out the window, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this guy's friendly." Guys, this guy seems like a this guy seems like a real podcast host. <laughs> He's so gregarious. <laughs> no, for some reason, I like. I guess that's true. I I always lump in my head. I always lump you in because you were on TF Gen Three. Yes. So I always lump you in with that big 2003, like, first time I met everybody kind of thing. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, But uh, Badlander's top five moments, I should read them, because they 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 were some nostalgia for me in, in a few spots. Number one, the Emiliano Santa Lucia interview. Uh, he says, I really enjoyed the interview and hoped it would lead to a deeper look behind the curtains of how Hasbro works with the artists and designers. It's uh, been a while since the interview. I hope you guys will be able to conduct more interviews on WTF. Number two, TJ gets a blue Yeti. I think this is self-explanatory. Oh, God, that was great. That was wonderful. When we finally all had modern microphones, I was so happy. Uh, Even though I've since found out, apparently blue Yetis have gone from being, oh, yeah, you should get one. It's pretty cool to being like, oh, you got a blue Yeti. Um, Number three, Gog Dog leaves the podcast. While I know you guys are still friends and see each other, it was sad to see Gog go, and I hope he uh, he can make it for your anniversary episode. Um, Yeah, I still, I, I try to make sure I, like, if I don't hear from him for a while, I'll go and like check Facebook and stuff and be like, you're still you're still active, right? And eventually yeah, I'll as, see something. As best I know, he's just gone from Twitter. Yeah. And I interact with Facebook almost not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'll go on when my dad is like, I posted pictures on Facebook and you have to go look <laughs> at them. And it's like, uh, why don't you just send them to me? <laughs> I need the and likes. Then, yeah, and then I'll look at like my notifications and it'll be like this person's still alive. And it's like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um yeah, but I mean as far as I know, he's alive and well. 
Yeah, like I, I definitely have a lot more trouble keeping up with people if they aren't in the social medias that I use, and that's not their problem. That's my problem. Um, but yeah, uh, I would like to try to get some people in, to, uh, maybe not all at once, because it'll probably be easier uh -huh. if I do it all separately. But however many people can make it in at once, for sure, for the whatever the anniversary episode would be, I want to get some of the former podcasters in to catch up with them a bit. Get them recorded. See if I can get see if I can get Lupus on and see if we still end up having tech problems that we always have. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to I want to get I want to get everyone back in. I might I might have used Gog Dog's special 69 song that he did for us a year or three back in this episode at the top of the episode. I'm not sure if I'll remember to do that. But hopefully I will. Uh, number four, the movie podcast discussions. We all love to hate them, but listening to you guys dissect the movies uh, really does make us casuals have a critical eye. Uh, especially, I guess, if people listened to the four and a half hour one that we just put out. Mm -hmm. uh, and number five, Seth's stalker calls in a listener question, thus ending the era of phone message listener questions. Seth, I don't even remember that. Yeah, I don't. Like, I think that was some kind stalker. of in-joke. I think it was some kind of in-joke from way back then, and I have since completely forgot the context. Me too. It's been a long time <laughs> since that whole call-in question thing. Yeah. Um, but, like, something about it seems familiar, so I know it was a thing, but I don't remember anymore. Yeah, I don't remember if it was a joke and, like, a, a character that was happening, or if I was actually, like, creeped out by somebody yeah i don't remember at all i don't remember um so that's where we need one of the t the, the wtf historians to step in and uh, and let us know what's up find the episode find the clip put it on youtube <laughs> tweet it at me <laughs> uh, anyway badlander says hope you guys have fun with this question and keep going as long as you can be strong stay safe and keep on trucking we will um yeah, this podcast has been going on for a while. I'm surprised it's still going on. I thought I would have burned out uh, on doing it. Not on doing podcasts in general, just specifically this one. Um, but we're keep, we keep going. It still ends up being fun, for me at least. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll just keep going. We're, we're, we already, we're hitting the part of our era where we once again refresh something behind the scenes. Because now we're... We finally have ditched Skype because it sucks. And that's already a big kind of change up refresh for me. Making everything exciting again. <laughs> Changing our VoIP. That's, hey, you know what? It's something. Right? Uh, anyway, we have one more listener question for this episode. Well, this comes weren't, from... Weren't, wasn't he asking us what our highlights were? Oh, yeah. Sorry, we just we talked so much. <laughs> I forgot there was a question in there. My number one memory is that time I forgot there's a question and just started moving on. My uh, biggest memory is all the times you just skipped over somebody and moved on. My memory is all the beef that we have that we've quietly beef. built up. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason why Drew ain't on this show anymore. It's not friggin', what you might think. Friggin' improv beef is what it is. There was so much beef, we almost opened an Arby's. Yeah, we could have made a friggin' sandwich out of it. That was a way, way weaker, way weaker line than what Seth's line was. Yeah. Um, I referenced a thing. <laughs> yes, you did. 
Uh, Seth, what's what's like one of your fond memories of the podcast? You don't have to do a top five if you don't have five. Um, the times we've gotten to interact with really interesting people, um, because we don't make money doing this at all. Mm. If anything, this whole experience has cost us all in the hundreds of dollars over the years mm-hmm. each. Um, so like kind of the, for me, the payment for me, the, the payday has been like getting to meet voice actors, getting to meet creators, having those interactions, like, you know, everyone from the, like the voice actors we've met, like Paul Eiding and, and Morgan Lofting that lost recording. That's a huge bummer to like. Derek Wyatt and Josh Perez and and like just all the kinds of people we've gotten to meet has been really really cool. Yeah. And that's one of the most exciting things like for me that that happened and and like I miss the stability of my old work schedule where we had a more set time and day that we did this to where we could, you know, get a hold of Derek and say, Hey man, do you want to come on the show? Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope that we could get back there one day. We've been talking about it for years now and it hasn't worked out, but I still hold out hope that we could do that sort of thing again. Yeah. And in, in my case, like there's definitely a, a, a degree of it that is also on the fact that like the podcast is not my number one media producing priority. Wow. Uh, I'll screw you too. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but like, it's just the way that things changed. I started doing the podcast. I started doing videos both around the same time. They both led to me pursuing media more seriously. And then video ended up being the one that was more lucrative and, and, uh, and more, I guess, punchy to finish stuff for. Yeah. Um, uh, and so it means like I like doing the podcast, I like editing the podcast and being on it, but the the part where I would then maybe pursue more interview guests or do more admin stuff, like that's where I feel like I just I don't have the desire to. Uh-huh. You know, like doing organizational things for it, like I because I already end up spending, you know, several hours a week both being on the recording and editing it and releasing it. Um so that's that is definitely another part of why we don't have guests as often as other podcasts do is like I just don't take the time to chase a lot of guests because I'm already like doing other stuff. Yeah. Um, that said, our our lives have changed over the years. Like when we started this, you didn't have a job. Yeah. And now you have a full-time job. Like you went to school while we were doing this and got a job. Um, so, you know, my job changed, my living situation changed. Yeah, uh, I didn't own a house. <laughs> I own a house now. Um, you can just build a studio in the basement. You save us all a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, I'd live with my girlfriend. That creates different responsibilities and things that have to be done. Um, yeah, so you know, all all of our lives have shifted and changed. It, in some cases, like Lupus, Drew, Gog, Dog, it changed in ways that move them off the show where Mm. did their life changes didn't work with doing the show anymore. Um, 
and that's the only reason why those dudes left. Nobody left in anger. Nobody's ever been kicked off. Um, yeah, I I actively don't like the idea of like kicking someone off of this crew. Like I didn't I didn't back then. I like more or less a hundred percent don't now because especially at this point it feels pointless. But even back when I was more worried about, like, you know, oh, the quality of the show has to be up to a certain par and blah, blah, blah. Like, I would much rather work with people that want to be here than, like, chase off people who also want to be here. Because uh-huh. you know? if someone wants to be on the show, that's already a whole lot more than if I if I go start pursuing, like, oh, no, we need to get better hosts. We need to go and hunt down some professional podcaster hosts and then bring them into this. It's like, no, you know. And I, I also, I also just, I, I don't like having throwdowns with people. I don't enjoy it. So I'm happy that fun. we. So I heard this is this is the thing with me. Whenever I get really angry at someone, even if it's for a good reason, I end up feeling disgusting afterwards, like on like a really deep level. And it like messes with my head real bad. Like I just, I really don't like getting in fights with people. Something about it just doesn't feel good. I think because I have a capacity for great anger and I don't like being angry. So it just feels feels gross. Unless I'm talking about like, you know, voice actor credits or Transformers Superlink. You know, that that's 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 beyond justified anger. That's like righteously justified anger. Then I'm then I'm hundred percent there. What a stupid show, Superlink, let me tell you. Uh and I also, I think my favorite podcast memories are, like, the times when I felt like we went a step past being a bunch of friends recording a podcast to, like, having guests on and, you know, going, like, the, the first couple conventions when we went all out and were able to, like, line up, like, constant, like, sit-down interviews, uh, that stuff is it was amazing. It was so fresh and new, and it, it just felt really good. It was very confidence-building, and it was really fascinating talking to those people. It, it made me realize that a lot of the guests are actually people, too. Um, you know, not, not just robots that look like people that I know. Uh, and, like, having people on here. The fact that, like, if I remember right, the main reason why I even use Twitter is because a bunch of us had to go on Twitter to get a hold of Derek Wyatt back in 08. And that's, like, the reason I even was using Twitter in the first place. Like, I'd made a Twitter account in 06 and then never used it. And then it was the easiest way to contact Derek Wyatt back in 08. And then, like, it just sort of stayed on there. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, there's one. I really liked the stupid stuff I did for our, our one-year anniversary, even though I never want to do any of it again. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> I did a bit where I was like my computer blew up and I went to Podcaster Afterlife and talked to Andy Millman in Podcaster Afterlife. No. Um and that was that was funny at the time, but that was way more work than I would want to put into a podcast. <laughs> uh yeah, like I I know there's lots of man, I just can't pull any of them right now off the top of my head, but I there's a lot of like goofing around funny stuff we've done that that I super enjoyed. I just can't remember anything off the top of my head right now. I remember, I remember there was a bit where you had like, it was like a cliff jumper or an iron hide toy that was like all depressed. Like we did a bit with it once or twice. Probably. 
And then like there was that time when Doctor Wu was new, and I just I remember that yeah there was there was the perfectly timed woo in the background, and I remember thinking like yeah it's pretty funny like no good reason why it just it is it is good, um, but yeah I don't know I I, I don't I, yeah it's hard to remember being the person who's here and not listening to them but but just doing the talking ma- makes it a lot harder to remember podcast history beyond like. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Like when I would listen to radio shows before podcasting was a thing and then podcasts and and like the the people on those things would talk about how like oh it's weird like the fans remember all these things that I I don't remember at all. And I was I would always think like how do you not remember things you did? But it it's true. Yeah. <laughs> you just sometimes you just don't. Yeah, like week to week even. Like a podcast can go up and then within, you know, an hour of it going up, someone says, oh, when you talk, uh, they, they don't make a specific reference. They just will say something to me like, um, you know, hey, p- the, the pork was actually green. And I'll have to be like, I have literally no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I, I listen. I listen. I'll listen to this episode because I'm I want to know if something like that happens if someone like on the thread says something like that or hits me on twitter and be like oh that thing you said was hilarious and i'm like oh i wish i knew what i was funny about yeah (laughs) what or you just or or you just play along with it and you're like yeah that thing was hilarious i meant to do it that way i mean you have no idea what it was just roll with it um yeah, it's just it's been a lot of good so far. You know, it's not like it's over. Um, it's, it's for some reason a lot of the tone of this seems to sound like if we were finishing this thing. But uh, oh, it has... well, you know, TJ Aaron, <laughs> I have been talking. <laughs> oh, you guys, you guys, have some bad Ugh. news for me. <laughs> um, well, it's not bad news to us. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's being it's... replaced. I mean, well, you know, down to it. Why Irish was a replacement Mikey. at least like what? <laughs> Irish Mikey's taking your seat. Sorry. What if I fight him? Uh well he's Irish. You know that. I do. And you but... know the stereotypes about Irish people fighting. I'm willing to take that chance. I'm not letting some paleontologist take my place. What if he was the size of Seamus? The WWE Irishman. Well, does he have the same haircut? No. Well, then I don't care. It doesn't matter. Paleontologist, but yeah, physically, really. because have you ever met Mikey? Well, I, I have. He might be the size of Seamus for all any of us know. This is true. He could just be pulling dinosaur bones out of the ground with his bare hands. He just jams his fingers into the earth and pulls out whole T Rex skeletons. Now I kind of wish any of us know. I mean, I'm now going to be disappointed if that's not how he gets his dinosaur bones. <laughs> Just brogue punching them out of the floor. Yeah. Like, you'll square up to him and be like, okay, it's time to fight. And he goes, oh, faith and be gone. And then he cocks his little green hat forward and puts up his dukes. And that's the last thing you remember. (laughs) That would, you know, it would be an okay final memory. (laughs) Like, there could be worse final memories. He has one of those little white pipes hanging out of his mouth. Uh, he can't make it to TF Nation. I think that's a shame. All right. Well, 
I might actually have... no, try harder. Make... Yeah. Um, but yeah, what was I saying? I'm I was gonna have to a listen point. to their podcast now to see if they react to that to that was, whole thing. I was making a point. What was my point? It's been a lot of good times. What I was saying. Oh and, yeah. And um, I think that you know this has allowed me to feel a lot more confident as a media maker and as a host. It's allowed me to meet a lot of really cool, interesting people to, to get to know listeners. You know, to get kind of get to know people, even though I can't speak to them directly because they listen to this thing a lot, and then we talk on Twitter or something afterwards, like. Uh, the podcast has brought many things, and most of them are positive. Um, that and the fact that I can say I've been hosting and editing a podcast for nearly ten years seems like a pretty good, uh, pretty good resume point. <laughs> um, anyway, Yeesh. I could I could pause it about this more, but we should probably move on uh, to our final listener question from Switchblade. Uh, which says, hey Switchblade, back with a couple listener questions. I'm aiming this one at the odd couple, but I assume Vangelis will forget that. We'll forget that. So, hello, Aaron and TJ. I called dibs on Oscar. Oh, I forgot the odd couple's a thing. Yeah, you're Felix. <laughs> I'm okay with being a Felix. Uh-huh. I've never seen the odd couple. Okay, Felix is the fussy neat freak, and Oscar is the awesome dude. <laughs> But if he's the awesome dude, doesn't that mean he invariably has like an episode where he's revealed to actually have like a great emotional weakness or something and the awesome dude thing's a front? Probably not. I think it's just the hardcore awesome dude. Oh, okay. I, I mean, like I said, I've never seen it. They're both divorcees, though, so that's kind of a bummer. Ah! <laughs> well, uh, question that's number one. Question number one says, I recently had a tragic figure breakage on my Iron Factory 6 shot. Uh, It's fine. Contacted the manufacturer, got an entire replacement torso. This did get me to think back on some of the first times I broke figures back when I was a kid. I've been pretty fortunate in that the only Transformer I lost to breakage was my G1 Gears, who lost a leg when I was five-ish or so. So what, if any, bad figure breaks have you had, repairable or not? Oh, I've had so many, but Seth, do you have any that really jumped to mind? Uh, there was a stretch of time where my brother, my little brother would take out his anger by snatching up one of my Star Wars men and throwing it in a way that would inevitably lead to the head being broken off. Oh, geez. To the point of my dad having to tell my brother to stop breaking heads off of Star Wars figures. <laughs> Like, he wasn't, like, grabbing the heads and ripping the heads off. He would throw them in some way that would result in the head breaking off. I'm guessing head first? I guess. I just remember being upset. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that that was a thing. Um, but as... I don't have a lot of, like, childhood memories of a toy getting broken. I We had broken Transformers. Some of those were, like, ones my brother and I acquired in trading with other kids. And it's like, well, I got this Optimus Prime missing a wheel. It's like, oh, I'll trade you these two G.I. Joes for it. Or something like that. So we we acquired more broken Transformers than we ever broke ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh I kind of had that with with some of the the flea market finds I had when I was a kid, where like I would just I would find at a flea market a G one toy and I wouldn't even know it was broken or incomplete until years later. 
Oh, I got a Sunstreaker that had zero things. It was the most stripped down a Sunstreaker could be without being broken. Ooh. No hands, no nothing. I had um, a Jazz, a G1 Jazz that we found at a flea market where he was complete. It's either a flea market or a comic shop. He was complete, but he was missing a, like one of the major metal pins through his midsection that held the front and back halves together. <laughs> And I remember my mom was adamant that she would find a way to fix it. It took years, but eventually she found, like, a watch. It was like a watchmaking store that had the right size pin. But eventually she gave up. <laughs> no, she always checked. Every time she went to, like, a, it was often watchmaking places at the time, because uh -huh. this was back in, like, the 80s, early 90s, so it wasn't like everyone just knew, like, oh, just got a pin from this toy and blah, blah, blah. Um, but when we fixed that jazz, that was a moment because that was a, a, a long time, long term broken jazz. That's cool. Um, and, uh, there was also the, my original Predaking. I remember the day that his other com combiner leg port finally snapped off. I was pretty bummed out. Um, because my G1 Predaking lost one combiner leg port before I could form proper memories. And then the other one was lost many years later when I was like, man, what a cool toy this is. And chunk. And he could no longer hold his legs together. Um, more recently, I've had some pretty bad breaks, too. Like the the um, Garatron Thunderstorm figure that I got where it had like a peg that goes into a wing. And then the, the hole that it goes into, the wing can swivel and the hole can turn with the wing with the peg inside. And then a bad thing happened. Um, a lot of breaks like that bum me out because usually it's like, well, I know this isn't easily replaceable. And then I have, end up having to try to fix it. And then... Lately, I've actually been going back to some figures that I had written off as being broken, and, and I realized that now, you know, three or four years later, I actually have the skill set to fix some of those. Um, and that's that's actually been kind of fun, um, bringing some of those toys back to life. But uh, hopefully that answered your listener question to some degree. Um, your first one, there was also a second question labeled A. Get uh, it? It was question one and question A. Get it? Oh, Switchblade strikes again. Hot. Hot oh, damn! <laughs> I can't keep up! He's over here and he's over here! Uh, the question is, you guys have devoted a good chunk of the recent odd episodes to discussing something that's been a deep obsession of mine for the last few years, Overwatch. Yeah! Now, hang, on a, hang on a second, he said the last few years. Is that possible? If he works for Blizzard. Okay. Yo, Switchblade, if you work for Blizzard, hook us up. up with some code or something for yeah, loot boxes. Can I get some of those skins I missed? I didn't know I couldn't buy the dances later. I just want the dance for Genji. Noob. I could, I could have bought it even. You noob. Oh, man. Anyway, he says, uh, so to dovetail this with Transformers, my second question is, what Transformers characters would you assemble together to form a six-bot squadron similar to an Overwatch team? Like, who would be the DPS, the tank support, and etc.? And as a bonus question, who would be the Hanzo, the incredibly popular character that everyone gets mad at you for playing? Thanks for the answers. Um, I think the Hanzo would probably end up being either Drift or Sideswipe. Oh, yeah, totally Drift. Like, maybe not Drift. If we're talking about general public, it might defer over to, like, a Sideswipe or, or a Grimlock. But just some nostalgia butt of a character who doesn't have much behind the nostalgia. Um, but yeah, I, I, I never really think about Transformers in terms of, uh, classes all that much. Like, let's, let's make, between the two of us, maybe we can put this together. Well, Skywarp would be, like, 
like similar to um Sombra in the yeah. turning or no, no not Skywarp uh Mirage turning invisible. Yeah. Um oh, yeah, Skywarp would be teleporting. Yeah. And does anybody teleport? Nobody like straight up teleports. No, they all have like a travel power, but it's not like their main thing. Yeah. See, I think yeah, so, Mirage Mirage filling in like a, a DPS like a tactical DPS thing like Sombra, I think that would work. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be the character that people get mad at is on the team until they realize that they're actually good with yeah. that character and just because you don't understand how that character works doesn't mean it's a bad character oh you just think with it it's a short story but i have another one of those stories i was playing overwatch last night and i just play pickup games right uh, and i leave the text chat on i turn off the mic chat but i was on a team stuff was happening and i saw someone say basically uh oh look at the noob playing the super easy no effort character symmetra and I was like, on what planet is Symmetra a no-effort character? <laughs> I could see the argument in that you don't really have to aim to hit with her gun. But to yeah. be effective with her, you need to know what you're doing. Yeah, Symmetra is a character where, as far as I know, you've got to know how she works or you are beyond useless if you're using Symmetra. Yeah. So yeah, If you just dive in with Symmetra, you're going to die super quick. Yeah. So seeing someone like straight up throw down like oh stupid Symmetra player don't know how to really play a game I was like yeah idiot <laughs> um I'm thinking with, with Symmetra on my mind who would be a good like non healing support character like that I'm wondering if maybe that would be like uh, a perceptor oh, ratchet oh <laughs> a rat Ratchet's probably the Mercy character. He's yeah. probably got the heels going. Yeah. I was just I was just dissing Ratchet's ability. Uh, um Didn't know we're dunking on Ratchet this this podcast. Yeah, Ratchet would be like a Mercy. Wheeljack would maybe be um a, somewhere in between Well, maybe more Lucio ish. Yeah. Because he can uh, Wheel, Wheeljack would do healing, but he'd do kooky healing like Lucio. Because like Lucio yeah, does healing, not just not... healing. He could also buff speed. Yeah, and and have like you know like he'd have like a boop gun like Lucio's secondary fire. Like that's such a Wheeljack weapon. Somebody had a freeze cannon or something, didn't they? Um, or am I confusing the glass gun or something? That's the first thing I thought of. I think Ironhide at one point had like, um, like liquid nitrogen or something. And when you know Ironhide's many different hand attachments, uh-huh. Ironhide would probably be like a not a straight up DPS or even a straight up tank. I think he'd be more like an assault tank. Bastion. Yeah, a ba- somewhere between Bastion and Roadhog. I think. Uh huh. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure who he would be. Who would Optimus Prime be? Soldier 76. Straight up DPS, though, because then he'd have to be fragile. Like, I feel like an Optimus Prime would be a solid fighter, but he'd have, like, a bunch of, like, AoE buffs or something. Well, I mean, Soldier does with his healing ring. I guess. Just instead of healing, it's like Matrix 
power boost or something. Like, like um, I feel like I feel like Optimus would have that where you don't have to turn it on, like it's always on, but that just means he does a bit less damage. Well, what if he's a little more Orisa like, like can shoot like crazy, oh. and then has like that big buff, and that's like instead of like putting down the drum that buffs everybody, he like opens Points. the matrix. Yeah. Yes, he would totally fit in like an Orisa type. Guess that's how I feel when I'm having a good night with Orisa. Is I feel like I'm almost like I'm not giving orders, but I feel like <laughs> I'm Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah, I'm like well, I'm like kind of standing in the middle of everything. I'm I'm protecting the people behind me. I'm supporting the people in front of me. I'm I'm shooting the suck ball to knock people off cliffs. I'm a four legged lady robot just like Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> I should make that a chat bind. <laughs> if I'm having a good Orisa game. <laughs> Start spamming I'm just like Optimus Prime. <laughs> Trying to steal from a Starbucks. <laughs> Getting clobbered with a chair. Oh boy, that video just keeps on. There's so much going on in that video. You've seen that video, right? I probably have. It was just from like yesterday or the day before. He's down oh, in Fresno, California. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about an Overwatch video for a second. I was like, I think no. I've seen something. Yeah, a guy wearing an Optimus Prime mask with a fake gun tried to rob a Starbucks, had a real knife, and got bashed in the back of the head with a chair, and then stabbed with his own knife. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what's going to happen. And then there's the other Starbucks employee who just kept wiping tables, doing her job. <laughs> While these dudes are fighting, she's just like, this is none of my business. <laughs> well, you know what's messed up is if she went to help, she probably would have gotten in trouble. Yeah, probably. But so, just like, <laughs> none of my business. I'm just doing my job. That's the thing that's always kind of slight tangent. I don't know why it bugs me, because it makes complete sense, but something's always bugged me about, like, that, that policy where it's like, do not get involved or we'll fire you, where it's kind of like, end of the day, like, they're probably either protecting themselves or trying to do you a favor. Yeah. I don't know. Or they have pride in their job and don't want you shoplifting. Yeah, you know, that might happen, too. It's like, store policy, no pride in your job. <laughs> yeah. Do not even we pretend. Don't we don't pay you for that. <laughs> We pay um, you to get the cattle in and out. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking back to the question for like a straight up just like damage sponge kind of tank. I'm thinking like sludge. It's like a big uh -huh. a big dumb Dinobot character. Definitely not Sly because that's illegal. That's right. Well, especially since there are British characters in Overwatch, they'd just straight up be like, "Pardon me, you're called what?" There's a British character. Who named you? <laughs> Your I, thought was, oh. I thought there was... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Machinima sketch coming out pretty soon. <laughs> New episode, Transformers Cross Overwatch. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think like, one of the, like, the, you know, the big Brontosaurus Dinobot would probably be a, a solid tank character. Or Brawl, an actual tank. <laughs> yeah, that too. That maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, because we've mostly been focusing on Autobots. Yeah, yeah. What about, like, Blitzwing as a Feral-like character? 
I could see that working. If like and when they activate the alt, they turn into a tank and just like blast all over the place. Yeah, kind of like Pharaoh, but with Bastion's alt. Yeah, there I could go. see that. We've probably done six by now. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else I want to cover. Uh... Beachcomber would be Zenyatta. Yes. Uh, and for some reason, I'm thinking of. It doesn't make any sense, but I'm thinking of Brawn as a Doomfist. Yeah, I, I, could, really... I could. I could see it. Like it would be. Uh, it would be a case where the devs of the game all love Brawn, and that's why they put him in that role. But I think he <laughs> would also work. He was a cool name somebody threw out, and we had no idea what the character was going to be. <laughs> Well, that happened with um, Doomfist. Not, not, not yet. <laughs> it didn't happen with Forge to fight. It happened with Transformers Earth Wars. Um, is Bludgeon is like a major leading character in that game entirely because like Simon Furman and maybe one of the devs really likes Bludgeon. Well, so it can happen. Yeah. I mean, they're um, making the thing. They might as well put something they like into the thing they're making. That's right. <laughs> Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe you make Bumblebee the Soldier Seventy Six. He seems you need more a Call like of Duty character. Bumblebee would be Tracer, I think. Mm. If anything, like Soldier Seventy Six, I think would be like Prowl. Okay, yeah, okay. You know, Prowl. Just a, a no nonsense dude with a gun and a missile launcher. Like somebody has to be the Call of Duty man. Yeah, I mean Prowl to me is the kind of guy who'd be filling that spot. Yeah, Prowl seems like the sort of dude that would say stuff like, get off my lawn. Yeah. And I'm uh, not your father. This this old soldier. Yeah. Well, I'm not your father is my current go-to voice line with soldier. <laughs> I actually played some soldier. The, the other night I played a bunch of Overwatch where I tried to just, every time I died, I changed my character to another character I never use. And I had a lot of fun. Um, I, I was lucky in that I was on a pretty good team, so they didn't seem to care too much. Um, but it was fun. Like I hadn't played Soldier much at all, and uh, had had some good stuff with him. Soldier is is becoming one of my more more go to characters in like competitive, like where you really gotta think about what you're playing. Yeah. Like like Reinhardt, Soldier, and Junkrat are like the three I I switch around. Most often. I had a moment with Junkrat last night where I switched to him and just suddenly really clicked. And then I, and then this was blind luck. What happened, though, is a Roadhog on my team chain snatched somebody. Uh-huh. And as they yanked the person past me, I was shooting a grenade, but their body hooked on the chain, caught my grenade and blew up and they flew off the chain ragdolling because they were dead. <laughs> and that was pretty frigging awesome. I had a moment where in the pre-match little starting zone, I was soldier, and I'm just standing there, and another player runs up and does the, hello, and then I replied, I'm not your father, and they went, understood, and ran away. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) Uh, I Actually, I I had some good Bastion play last night, too, because the reason I I played some Bastion is DX9's third-party bastion toy is out in china and i might have ordered one off ebay 
I might have a pre-order for one from TF Source. Yeah, it's out over there, and all the reports are pretty good. Like they're like it's not like a good transformer, but it's a really good action figure. That's what I want. Yeah, because it's like basically the it's 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 I'm actually I'm pleased how quickly most people have accepted that the tank mode transformation is physically impossible. Um. But then there were some other, you know, little bits and pieces where I was like, oh, I didn't think about this, but that is kind of a bummer. Like, he comes with uh, the bird, whose name I forgot. I knew it a second ago, and I forgot the oh, name Ganymede. of the bird. Ganymede. He comes with Ganymede, but he doesn't come with a swap-out hand for his healing hand. And I'm kind of oh, like, oh. that's disappointing. Yeah, I was like, that that would have been a real straightforward thing to put in there. Um, that and he's got his, his normal hand that isn't a gun has got like ball joints at the base of the four knuckles of the fingers, but that's it. So it can't form a really good fist. And I want him to be able to punch stuff. But other than that, it sounds like it's a super solid toy. So that got me to go on to Overwatch for a bit and try to actually rack up some time as Bastion. And I had some fun. I I really am enjoying Bastion as a mobile character because it seems like if you don't play him as a turret that moves once or twice, everyone thinks that you don't know how to play him until you like pop up behind them and then turn into a turret behind them and they don't hear you until they're dead. And that's really fun. Uh Um, Anyway, we should probably move on to what we got this week. But thank you for the question, Switchblade. Uh, I'm always happy to talk about Overwatch right now. I've been taking a Overwatch break. I did too for a bit. Because I was getting really close to promoting. And I want to save all those quick levels for when Summer Games kicks off again. Mm -hmm. So I can cash in on them loot boxes. Yep. But uh, I, I played a few games over the weekend because I hadn't finished placement for this season of competitive. And I just wanted to get that done before the season ended. And I hadn't placed, so I wouldn't get get the rewards. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still haven't even touched competitive. Like, I, I almost it's not like I don't think it's I, I don't want to or anything. It's just I feel absolutely no reason to yet. Like, I'm just having so much fun with pickup. And I wanna, I wanna, I wanna do that as long as I possibly can before I start wanting to go into the harder stuff. Yeah. Well, that, so you've never gone into competitive. Nope. Okay, so the first ten games you play are your placement matches. So you don't have a rank until you finish those ten games, and then based on your performance, you get a rank. Okay. Um, I didn't do very well. <laughs> I placed bronze, but I'm not worried about it. I feel like with my luck, I'm going to have a, a really good sudden, like, lucky streak, do really well in those 10 games, and then play, like, garbage <laughs> after that. Well, then then you do like me. You get your placement, and then you kind of just stop until the next season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not my favorite mode, but I want to get, like, those, the 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 points you get that that you spend on gold weapons. Oh, so even if I don't, like, if I just play those 10 games and leave it alone, I still get something? Yeah. Maybe I'll play those 10 games. Yeah, why not? All right. Then just, you know, don't worry about it. People yell at you. I just turn all the microphone chat off. Okay. Well, you're on PC, so people could type mean things. 
Yeah, it's I mean, you can just whatever. It's yeah. your placement matches. Who cares? Also, I could turn the text chat off too. It's just that when people get mad and type mad, it's kind of funny in Overwatch. Yeah, because usually it's them saying every single character is an easy character to play except the one they're playing. Yeah, and you could also think of it this way: you're placing, you don't have a rank, and you're getting matched up with people who do have a rank. That means they're not very good either. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're not going to get sorted into games with like diamond and master players and stuff. All right. Might see a gold every now and then, but you know what? I was gold in season one. Just I've I as time goes on, I don't play as much, so I get a little rustier. I'm not up on the current meta. And uh, if I see if I see a gold player, I'll just send them a, a hearts a heart face winky face. Yeah, why not? Um, well, Seth, let's finish I, up by talking about what we got this week. Okay. Uh, you got any Transformers this week? I got one. I got uh, two that I can remember. Ooh. Oh, Mr. Fancy Pants can't even be bothered to remember things. Well, I, I have like, I just got off TFCon and I'm like trying to make sure that stuff's not on my mind when I think about halls because that was like a week and a half ago. <laughs> Oh, earlier when we were talking about the history of the show, and you're like, I used to put effort into it. Now I don't even bother remembering things I got. <laughs> now I don't even bother remembering, period. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that part of the show you're referencing now. Who are you? <laughs> Where am I? And you're like, this isn't you being calm. This is you. I think you have dementia. Yeah. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) Never heard of you. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Seth, what what did you get? I got sea spray. Oh, I still haven't seen sea spray. I've seen one sea spray. I got it. Man, I hear he's pretty good. He's cool. Uh, He's a little chunkster. Yeah. He's got a big square ass body and big giant feet and little short arms. <laughs> He's what I want from Sea Spray. Yeah, and you know, for he's this size class, so he is a simple, straightforward transformation. Does doesn't do anything particularly tricky. I mean, you hide his head by just flipping a little panel up in front of it. <laughs> that's that's about as tricky as they get. Um one thing that's kinda weird though, um, and I didn't realize it was a thing until I got it. Um, so the big block that is his torso, um, there's a three-sided bit that is like the outer part of the chest, as you see him in robot mode. Then there's a smaller block that flips up and level to that part for when you're turning him into a hovercraft. Um, Irish Mikey... British Andy, I don't want to hear you guys mouthing off about hovercrafts. Yeah, I was about to say, let's calm down for a second. You know, yeah. let's be respectful to Sea Spray here. Um, so that that inner block that flips up, that like that yellow structure with the fans and his head is on. The bottom of that is this blue piece that very easily just pulls off. It's held on there by four straight pegs, and it's just this big hollow square underneath. I don't know why this block isn't glued on or something. It's not It's not the pizza box, right? Because he's got a block of his stomach you can remove that's like a little handheld pizza box rocket launcher. 
Oh no, that yeah, no, that goes on top. Okay. Yeah, when you put them in mode. As far as I can tell, this blue piece that comes off is just part of the box that's his inner torso. Weird. Yeah, it's just an odd thing. There's a hole. Maybe it is supposed to be used for something. I just don't. I haven't realized what it is. Yeah. That was a question. I think it's San Diego Comic-Con that came up. I think. Or it's something I heard recently anyway. Um, where the Hasbro guys said that, like, sometimes they will design a figure and everything's going normally. But then sometimes on the Takara Tomy end weird little features get added that the Hasbro guys actually don't find out about until the toy's already out. Hmm. Um, just usually it's, it's like weird little stuff, like hidden tabs for certain things or like, you know, just small stuff. But they said that sometimes just in the way that communication happens, enough of it happens where they, they don't hear about something until the toy's out. It, it was put in after they finished putting their fingerprints on it. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know if this is supposed to do anything or have some secret function. Um, other than it's just like a part of the assembly that didn't get pegged or glued or anything else. I think there was an, oh yeah. Okay. Right. So I forgot the yellow part separates from the rest of that block. So you could flip that yellow part off and take this blue piece off and then, I don't know, it's weird. Maybe it's. Has something to do with like some future repaint or something? Oh, it could be. Could be like for retool purposes. Yeah. Or it might even just be like something for construction that like makes the figure hold together better or cheaper to produce. Like, I'll try to take a few pictures real quick and tweet them at you. Um, you could start talking about your stuff if you feel like it. I do. I'll, I'll talk about the thing that I, I picked up from my door earlier in this recording. Um, and that's uh, it's a new Iron Factory figure. It's uh, the third party toy. Uh, I put a link in our chat for you. Uh, it's Iron Factory's Bridge Watcher, uh, which is their uh, pocket scale shockwave. Uh, and I've been playing around with them while we're talking, and it's a super darn solid little shockwave toy. Uh, it's got a very clever transformation to turn into a space gun. Um, he's pretty darn poseable. I had to loosen, and this might be a universal thing. His thigh swivels were so tight, I actually had to loosen the screws a little bit, um, to let the tension off because it felt like it was dangerous to the mushroom pegs otherwise, but he's really poseable. Uh, and he comes with like six extra hands. Um, so he comes with like, th I think it's like three pairs of hands that are like two fists, uh, two open hands and two grippy hands. And then he comes with an alternate left hand, which is his gun hand. And an alternate right hand, which is him saluting, like he did in that one episode of G1. Um, really good little figure. Uh, and he's got, like, tabs on the handle of his gun mode, which are designed for their upcoming Bruticus to hold on to him. Um, the, the rubber wire hose uh, plugs into his arm with a 5mm peg, so you can unplug it if you want and put something else there. Really good little figure. Um, I would say the only major problem with him is his eyeball is pink and not yellow. And I like, think that's fixable, but it's a bummer because um, it's like the one shortcoming on this guy. I've only had him for about, what, half an hour, but I would say if you like shockwaves, it's probably worth looking at. Oh, yeah. I remember when we were looking at pictures of this uh, before it came out. Yeah. And digging it. It's good. It's a, it's a good Iron Factory piece. I should consider it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I sent those pictures to your DM. 
Ha! Let me go take a look. Let's see. What the hell? Okay, yeah. I have no idea why that part would come off. That's weird. Like, maybe that's to help... Is that where the Titan Master sits in him? Because he's got a cockpit oh. somewhere. Yeah, I guess he would. That's the only, like, big space. Maybe that's to help put the Titan Master in? Huh. Yeah, I guess so. I kind of forgot that he would have had a, a space for a Titan Master because of the, the whole gimmick thing. Yeah, I guess... Yeah. Yeah, I guess you would shove a Titan Master in there. Could so I mean it would just like kind of just be in there? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like with the Bumblebee too. But I wonder if having that piece removable, like maybe is if you're having trouble getting it in through the top, you can just sit it on the blue part and reconnect it. Yeah, I'm looking around. Of course, I don't have a Titan Master in reach on my desk. Oh, you gotta always have one of those nearby. You never know when you'll need one. Because there is kind of a square in the inside the yellow part, but I think it might be too big for those tight master pegs. So I don't think it would plug like that. I think it's too big. I've got one other thing I got this week that I wanted to share. I'll paste oh, right. Twitter link this time to my photo I took today. Because at, uh, at TFCon, I got... Uh, the last American junkie on that I needed before I remembered remembered about that recent three pack that had two more of them. But I got the the e hobby. I know he wasn't he was not he was Japanese. So I got I, I just got the the junkie I've been pursuing for years, the brown one, uh, who's on the left of this picture. Um, and then I realized that I now only needed United Retgar and the Planet of Junk Clash three pack to get all the junkie ons. And then I went on eBay, and there was a seller in Canada selling United Retgar for 25 Canadian dollars plus shipping, which is a steal compared to how much United Retgar usually costs. So I figured this was meant to be, and I ordered it, and I, my United Retgar showed up. He's in the middle of this picture, up like front and center. Uh -huh. uh, he is really well painted. Um, and so now I've got my eight Junkions all lined up in pairings. Um, I've got two more coming from Big Bad, and I've got one more Retgar Minton card that I got at a toy show a couple years ago for like 10 bucks. So, I'm really hitting it with Junkions, and I'm remembering, having messed with all these guys again, I really like this mold. I know it's not good in the sense that it's full of problems, but there's something about it I find incredibly charming, and, uh, and I, I really enjoy it. So... Now I've got my little Junkion horde, and I'm feeling really... I've been on a Junkion high. I've had, like, Eric Idle lines in my head and dare to be stupid in my head all day. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Almost done with a Junkion completion. Uh, I said that on Twitter, and then, like, Stan Nurse Midnight was like, what about the BotCon ones? And I'm like, fool, I already bought two sets of those back in that BotCon. <laughs> I, got, I got all of it. I even got all the Shattered Glass Junkions. <laughs> Like the only version of this mold that I, I'm going to end up missing is the the Collector's Club version that they... It was in the subscription service, I think. They did this mold up as a Tarantulas. And I, I didn't think it looked all that great. I saw somebody offering to send you something related to that. Oh, no, that's a, that's a sales transaction. I'm going to be PayPaling someone some cash for another United Rekgar after we're done recording. Because I wanted a second United Retgar to have in motorcycle mode. Is that Andy? Yes. Okay. I'm a, I just saw 
we, we changed quickly, and I guess I didn't understand what was happening. We we took it to DMs. Oh yeah, kept it on the down low. Well, you're conducting business, and that's, that's nobody right. else's business. That's right. But um, because I have, so I have like one more Rekgar. I decided I wanted one more United Rekgar so that those two would be in bike modes for the the two pack Junkions from the Planet of Junk Clash two pack or three pack. Because there's a Rodimus in it as well. That way, all the unique Junkions will be riding all of the duplicate Junkions. And then I'm going to go and get the Repro labels to turn all the duplicate Junkions into, like, even more unique duplicate Junkions. Junkions, man, everywhere. Just rain out of my pores. I sneeze and Junkions hit the wall. That's how this is working. But uh, that's my what I got this week that's on topic. Cool. So... Uh, going off topic, Seth, did you do any off topic? What we got? This oh week? Lord. Oh no. <laughs> so much. Um, I had piles of loot come in like singular pile of loot come in. I went on a shopping spree. Oh boy. I'm going to try to make this quick. It's been a long episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Trying to make it quick. Marvel. Woo! Marvel. We got the, uh, the Netflix wave. Daredevil, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Electra, Punisher, Bullseye, and Blade, who their powers combined form the man thing. Uh, oh, huh? yeah. <laughs> sorry. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man thing is the build a figure. Um, all right. You could very much see how all these parts of Suffer the Head are going to be a Sasquatch build a figure. Um, is very much that. Um, like, there are details sculpted onto Man Thing. I don't expect Sasquatch to have, like twigs and mushrooms. Unless they um, just don't care about Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, but like the long hair coming off the forearms and legs um, yeah. and just the general hulking nature of it. Totally going to be the buck for Sasquatch. Um, just hot takes on the individual figures. Uh, Daredevil. Um, I'm surprised he didn't come with an unmasked head. He only comes with the one head. Wait, Netflix Daredevil? Yes. That is weird. Yeah. Uh, he comes with two, two fists, two holding hands, and his two-part uh, staff slash club thing um, for accessories. Um, yeah, really surprised he didn't come with an unmasked head. I would I would have liked an unmasked beat up head like with a black eye and a bloody lip or something. Yeah, because because I heard that the the face scanning stuff they did for that wave ended up looking pretty okay. Oh yeah, I'm gonna comment on that as we go. Right. Uh, Jessica Jones comes with zero accessories. Mm. She comes with nothing, no extra hands, no nothing. Her jacket is cool. Um, like they did a good job with her jacket, her leather jacket. Um. The face is really good. Uh, say I will say the same thing right now to get it out of the way. The unmasked Electra face is also excellent. Um, they used to have a hell of a time making ladies not look like disfigured monsters. Uh, they have solved that problem. These lady faces are damn fine. It's so exciting to hear Hasbro is hitting it on six-inch faces like that. Yeah, uh, Mattel is going to have to, like, do some corporate ex espionage to find out how they did it. <laughs> well, okay, step one, don't fi do not do a 3D scan of their head and tell them to pull a stupid expression while you're doing it. Let me, <laughs> yeah. let me help you out, Mattel. 
but they, they've got some new technique going on with the way they paint these faces. I've heard people refer to it as printing. Um, yeah, it looks a lot it like is, what, it works. It looks a lot like what SH Fig Arts does with some of their human faces. Uh-huh. Where they like, yeah, they just like they print an image of the face over a sculpt of the face. Yeah. Then uh, Electra is fine. She comes with a masked, unmasked head and her sigh. Um, I'm just not that excited about her as a character. Yeah. Um, it's like I they they have to be planning a, another Netflix wave because if I don't get uh, Luke Cage and Power Fist at some point, I'm going to be super bummed. No, I'm I'm sure they are. Iron especially Fist, once... not Power Fist. Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> especially especially <laughs> once Defenders is out, like I'm I'm yeah. sure they're going to do something to ride the hype. Um, Punisher, almost A+. plus. Again, another great face, sculpt, with really good paint on the face. Like, he has that bloody lip and black eye. Uh, he, he just looks all beat to hell. Uh, the paint on his chest is great. The, his coat's good. The only thing that I'm taking points away on him are is uh, not the fact that his legs and are, are kind of loose and his wrist joints are stuck and I still have to kind of like cut him free. Mm. Um, it's that a huge pet peeve of mine is it's a figure that comes with a two handed weapon that he cannot hold well in two hands. Oh, so his, his assault rifle with a grenade launcher. He, you can get him to hold it with two hands in like more resting kind of poses, but not in a convincing I'm holding this gun to shoot people pose. No, I, I share that as something that really that bothers me more now than it may have a couple years ago, just because now there are so many proven ways to pull it off without being a $50 figure. You know, like it's, it's just put your swivels in the right places. Yeah, then getting into the two comic book figures because they can't just stick straight to live action stuff. They always have to move mix in comic book figures. That Thor wave is coming out really soon, and it's like all these comic book characters. I want movie characters. Um, Bullseye. Um, I totally get why you put Bullseye in here. It's a Daredevil thing. Bullseye is like Daredevil's the Joker. Um, he comes with two heads, like mask head and then crazy unmasked head where he carved a bullseye into his forehead <laughs> uh, the coolest thing is one of his hands is, has like kind of an effect part built in where it looks like he's throwing three throwing knives out oh cool so there's like so his fingers are sprayed out then there's a clear plastic piece and then the knives at the end of the clear plastic part so like the the thing the knives are a little ways away from his fingers uh blade um is not the wesley snipes blade but it's awfully close and i think you could totally get away with putting this blade figure onto an mcu movie shelf and getting away with it because he's very much his his outfit is very much styled like the way mcu costumes are styled yeah and he has like not a crazy looking facial expression or something. It's very grounded. It's very realistic in the design. I think you could get away with using this blade as a live action blade. I wonder if that was the intent, like just to make a sort of stand in movie style blade. 
Yeah, that or just the current. I don't know what the current comic book blades deal is. So, I mean, it could also be that it's influenced by the movies. But, yeah. I mean, whatever it is, I think it works. And it's pretty cool. Uh, Star Wars toys. Star Wars figures. Yeah. Um, Qui-Gon Jinn. He's all right. Um, he's dead. He's just he's Qui-Gon. Uh, the, the bummer is... Uh, the lightsaber was packaged in such a way with the one that I got that the lightsaber is bent mm-hmm. and not in it's like flexible plastic bent could straighten out with hot water. It's like it's bent where there's a little bit of a stress stress mark. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh Royal Guard. Um his robes are kind of a mess. Oh, I was kinda of hyped about that figure. They're kind of a little too much volume going on. They don't hang quite right. Oh, like that sounds like what was wrong with the emperor. Yeah. Ah. Uh, when you flip his robes up, there is really cool armor underneath. Yeah. They you get they got cool armor. Um, Death Squad Commander from the 40th anniversary line. Uh, really good figure, really good articulation. You you could remove his big stupid helmet, and then he just looks like. Uh, imperial officer so if you just want to like get a couple like random imperial officers like put in the background or something you get a couple of these guys take their helmets off uh, then they're not so conspicuous <laughs> um i got two persons of sand uh because there's so many weapon options uh with persons of sand are they coarse um, like sand man that you don't understand how hurtful that is to say about them to describe them as coarse that's oof um so they're gaff did you kill the did you move on to the to the children after you killed them all man look i'm trying to be respectful of their heritage by referring to them as persons of sand and you're just like bringing up all these like terrible things that's Anyway, they come with uh, the the long kind of uh, hunting rifle and a gaffy stick, and there's three options to the end of the gaffy stick. So you can get four of them and have them all with a slightly different weapon. <laughs> all right. Um, so I got two. Um, if I come across another, maybe I'll get a third and then have a little person of sand community. Um they're they they have a, a long noble culture uh lando calrissian um i super wanted to love lando i i like lando um his neck doesn't seem long enough his head just sort of kind of seems like it's stuck on his shoulders uh-huh. um and there's no holster for the gun he comes with or the tiny Super easy to lose communicator thing that he comes with. There's oh, nowhere to put those things except for his hands. The little thimble thing? Yeah, tiny little communicator thing that he gave Lobot the instructions to get real with. It's like, all right, Lobot, it's time to get real. I'm going to flip the script on these Imperial scumbags. Yeah. When do I get Black Series Lobot? <laughs> Not soon enough. Yeah. Um, his cape is vinyl. So it doesn't have the problems that they have with some of the soft goods. By some of the soft goods, I mean most of the soft goods that they do. Um, so it hangs perfectly and looks good. 
Yeah, so really my only little gripes is it looks like his head is too low and there's nowhere to put his stuff except for in his hands. Um, the likeness is all right. Um, but after, like, I had opened all those Marvel figures before, right before opening these Star Wars figures. And, man, the, those faces are so good on those Netflix figures. It I felt a little let down by the the Lando just just being okay. Yeah, and I saw not some... just like a tiny little Billy D. Williams. I saw some people talking about the quality differential, and it sounds like the stuff they showed at San Diego upcoming for Star Wars is of the same quality as that Netflix wave. Yeah, like that ray looks really good. Yeah. Um Okay, then I got my very first Vitruvian hack figure. Hey, which one? Skeleton. Alright. That's admittedly the most fragile one. I have been very delicate with it. Yeah, yeah, that skeleton is the the fact they actually managed to produce it amazes me. Yeah, how much articulation it has is pretty amazing. Um, I'm being very, very delicate. I have a thing for skeleton men. <laughs> and I thought, oh man, that's going to be funny if I put this in with all my Mythic Legion skeletons. Because it's going to look like a baby. <laughs> Here's a little baby skeleton. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's neat. I mean, it's tiny. It's super <laughs> delicate. Uh, it's a skeleton. I it's like just it. like the naked, like, baggy skeleton, right? Yeah. The one, yeah, okay. Because they, they now... regular bone-colored skeleton. Nothing fancy about it. It doesn't come with any weapons. It just comes with a stand. Yeah, with, with the later waves, I think they did one or two skeletons where they added some paint to the bones and actually gave it full-on equipment and stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, I want to know how those turned out, because I tried putting equipment on my skeletons, and the fit wasn't quite right, even though it's it, like it works, but the skeletons are just so small. Um, it's hard to make it work, and I was wondering if they tweaked anything on the, the ones who come packed with equipment. Yeah, I would not be able to answer that question. Oh. So those are the toys. Then things got expensive. Oh, geez. I got a Nintendo Switch. I saw that on Twitter. And three games. Oh, man. And six Amiibos. <laughs> oh, no. And a carrying case. I mean, that point, might as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was expensive two days because I got on Thursday and then Splatoon 2 came out on Friday. So went back out and got Splatoon 2 and some Amiibo. Uh, it's fun. I, I've been I, yeah. playing a bit of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm still very early on. I don't have the paraglider yet. I'm halfway through what you got to do to get the paraglider. Um, I played a little bit this afternoon when I first got home. I just, like, kind of explored. I, I wasn't, like, out to accomplish anything. I was just looking around and fighting boglins. Um, trying not to get blasted by the big laser things. <laughs> you take their bones and then beat them with their own bones? The skeletons? No, the boglins. Or is it their arms? Like, there's some part of their body you can get as a weapon. Hmm. No, they drop weapons. The skeleton, you could knock their arm off and pick it up. 
Oh, right. It's because the skeletons are like Boglin skeletons, and I I construed that in my mind as being uh-huh. them with their No, arms. you're just making things up. And then you get the laser gun from the Master Chief. <laughs> Did you get the lightsaber from Master Chief? The oh, double-bladed lightsaber? You didn't? I thought you were taking the game seriously. Oh, well. Yeah. What are you, a noob? <laughs> um, I haven't played Splatoon yet. Uh, played a little bit of Mario Kart. That is the third game I got. The Amiibos I got are the um splatoon three pack with the ink boy or squid boy squid girl and the the squid um i got the single packed rob the robot which has like the famicon colors Mm -hmm. uh toad for my girlfriend because she thinks toad is so cute (laughs) um and uh what was the other oh mega man you got a mega man rockman yes that guy too <laughs> and that mercifully is all i got this week i got two off topic things to cap this off all right uh, one of them you got vitruvian hacks that's a kickstarter tour line i got something from a kickstarter line as well that i had actually forgotten about for some months them ninjas yep i got my articulated icons uh white ninja the box of with the two bare arms and then the modern ninja who i took a picture of um and they are pretty good action figures um fake eyes david gave me the heads up i should probably add some lubricant to the hips and i definitely had to add some lubricant to the hips um but it's a really solid six inch figure um i originally thought that there wasn't a a hinge at the base of the neck but there totally is uh, and that helps a whole ton but um i'm just kind of bummed out that like you you can't actually get any more of them because i only ordered two and I'm already wishing I had the Samurai, but it wasn't to be back when the backer kit was open. So uh, hopefully they will like hit a warehouse or something and, and get some of these things out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. If you can get a hold of one for a decent price, like any like six inch stuff, it's worth it. But right now on eBay, the prices are anything but decent. And I think if you overpay for one of these, it will greatly diminish your ability to actually enjoy the figure. Um, but the, the accessories are good. Um, the, the solitaire modern ninja, I'm really bummed out about the, the skeleton, the skull face paint on his mask. It looks terrible, I think. Um, and hopefully, I really hope they say something about that because on the box, it looks way better and the swords don't stay locked into their sheaths. So if you have the sheath on him and it turns sort of upside down, the sword will kind of just fall out. Like there's nothing to friction lock it in. And I feel like that's kind of an oversight. Uh, and the, the the modern ninja, he's got two pairs of goggles, like one set that's red and one set that's green. And they're just rubbery and they feel a little frightening to me. And I've read that apparently someone's already had their goggles snap on them. So I'm a little freaked out about that. But uh, otherwise, it's a pretty solid figure. Uh, Seth, your audio actually fully cut out. Um Oh, there you are. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I muted. Okay. It was it was just in that right way where I was like, did he lose internet? <laughs> Sorry. I, I was typing a reply to something, and I didn't want the audio no, no to pick up all the clicking. But, uh, Seth, I forgot. Did you actually get in on any of these ninjas? No, I kind of missed out on that deal. Like, I wasn't aware of it till it was over. And I think I remember you telling me, like, there was a backer kit way in. Yeah. But then I didn't know what that meant, and I didn't want to bother finding out. So, yeah, I'm really <laughs> hoping they have some more stock to actually sell, because it would be kind of a bummer if this was a Kickstarter only thing. 
Yeah. Um, the last thing I got that was off topic was I got my 112 scale uh, carb synthetic human by 1000 toys by send toys. So I've had the six, the, the one six 12 inch version for a while. And this, this is a new kind of half scale one really darn good. If you scroll down in that link, I took a couple pictures of him putting a stormtrooper to sleep uh, with a knife to the throat. And uh, it's, it's like the one twelve synthetic human that wasn't all freaky looking. Or at least this way wasn't all violent, freaky looking, super solid figure. And I'm excited as hell because the base body of this thing, like their 112 body, they're using to do some collaborations with indie toy artists. So uh, there's three of them. Uh, the toy pizza guys are getting their pizza squad guys, whatever, done with this body type. Uh, the guy from Real X Head is getting kind of a cyborg monster done with this body type. And uh, Matt Doughty of Glyos fame is getting a Glyos-themed figure done with his body type that was finally shown at San Diego Comic-Con, and it looks frigging awesome. Uh, and I'm I'm ready to throw down a pre-order on that whenever the opportunity arises. But uh, yeah, 1,000 Toys, Send Toys, they do some really good work. And uh, it seems like the 112 synthetic humans, the normal one and the carb... They seem to be in a more ready supply than anything else they've ever made. Like, they're actually at retailers, last I checked. So, if anyone out there likes just a good 6-inch figure with a lot of style and a good build quality, like, like take a look into these. The only thing with the carb that I've run into as far as, like, a bummer is there's these two knives that slide out of his arm. And one of them is a lot looser than the other one. Um... And I don't see an easy way to tighten it, but I have noticed that if I push it back and kind of really push it back all the way in, it stops sliding back out unless I want it to. But that's that's probably the one and only um, quality problem I've had on them. The only bummer about this figure is the, the white one, in order to have posable eyeballs and like uh, the ability to remove the human face to show the skull face... Um, that's something they could do in layers on the 12-inch version. So on the 6-inch one, it was like a separate head. Um, this guy, the carb, doesn't come with any extra parts, so you can't remove his face to show the freaky skull face. And that's kind of a loss, because that's one of my favorite parts of the 12-inch version. But at this scale, I can kind of understand how that happens. Um, really good figure. I highly recommend, uh, any of the synthetic humans. Um, they're some of the best stuff out there. And that's all that I got this week. So Seth, uh, shall we call this one a podcast? Let's. All right. Uh, thank you all for listening, uh, especially since you'll be hearing this after I finally get through uh, editing an interview and an episode of TFCon postgame. Uh, that was a pretty heavy release week and a half, but hopefully it was enjoyable and it wasn't like, you know, nothing but multi-hour podcasts. So hopefully it was digestible. Uh, and we will be back with some more podcasting sooner than you think. So, uh, stay tuned. Thank you for joining me, Seth, and I will talk to you all later. Bye-bye.